Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tipped Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined today by my two semi-spooky co-hosts. To my right, it is the one, the only, Uncle Sam. Hello. I like the delayed reaction there. <laughs> you just pulled a Mitch McConnell for a second there. You I did, didn't I? I was, I was trying to figure out where I was at. And to my left, it is our very own Mr. Zolo, Mike Palazzolo. Does Uncle Sam come to the Halloween party? No. <laughs> Whatever. Wait, there's a Halloween party? It's invite only. And behind the computer, absolutely just mustarding up his own wiener. It is Bruce the Tugboat. <laughs> What's going on? I had to f- try and get one on the fly there. I apologize. That was awful. Um, well, we're back. Uh, it was another great weekend. Bruce the hairline venditti. Bruce the hair. <laughs> At least I have hair. Yeah, right now. Right now. Uncle Sam, how's your weekend? Living the dream, baby. Living the dream. I mean, we don't even get it. I want a little insight into your weekend. I mean, how was your weekend? I don't want anybody to know my weekends. How about that? Fuck us and... Yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck all y'all. Think? How about that? Zolo, how was your weekend? You traveled? Outside of the obvious bad. <laughs> It was good. I had a, I had a nice time uh, with great family and great people. And uh, DC is one of my favorite places. DC is by far. I don't know when the last time you guys were there, but you could do everything there. It's the best for sightseeing. It's incredible for food. It's easy to get around. Um, it's, it was good. It was, I had a good weekend. Good. Got a little sunburned. Just a little, little sun kissed. Bruce, yeah. you can't tell through the thing. Bruce, anything good? Did a pedal bar. It was a good time. Got a little drunk. Yeah. Yeah. We counted. Yeah, you fall it, off uh, the pedal it, bike. We counted it throughout the whole fall, night. Fall was, off the pedal bar. Roughly 300 beers consumed by everybody. So. Wow. 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 He's got a plaque at uh, Shores Inn. No. He didn't you know, get the miss, plaque? You know, I missed mine by 11 beers. Yeah, you suck. I know. That's because you were gone for fucking two and a half weeks. He would have had it. He had it in a bag. I got to go. So I guess. I'll give Shores in credit. I'm going to Shores in next Sunday for a birthday situation. Are you going to see if they're honor your. Well, I'm going to see if they oh. still have my list. Oh. And if I can finish off the 11 while I'm there, I might just. Do oh, it. you you have the beers around the world? I'm 11 away. Damn. I've had my, my list has been sitting there dormant for two years. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. I know yeah. someone recently that completed it. You know, Jack's Jack, cousin Jack's on there twice. No fucking way. He's a beer guy? He's on there twice. Shout out to Cousin Jack. That's the pitcher. Shout out. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Ian's on there. Ian, I believe it. Ian's on there. Jack's, I think I knew that with Ian. Jack did it twice already, though. That's a lot of beer. I didn't know Jack was that big into beers. Mm-hmm. Also, didn't he just turn 21 like two or three years ago? Yeah, he's 25, I think. He's a- Four years ago, he did that with the pandemic. He, he knocked out all those beers. This was like two years ago. We all we would go every night and just he's drink 10 beers a night. Me, right? I didn't know huh? that. Two years? Two years older than you. Two years older? Yeah. Anyways, uh, should we get into some football or anybody else have anything here to start off with? Anything exciting? You got anything exciting coming up? Sorry? You got anything exciting coming up? What's going on in the life of Uncle Sam? Nothing. Let's talk football. You're a closed book, you know that? <laughs> Just an absolute closed book. Let's talk football. Mike? Zola, you got any dinner plans tonight or no? What's for dinner? No, but I'm starving. You are? I'm starving. I'm fresh off of a plane. I ate my way through the Sky Lounge in, at uh, Reagan International this morning. Or Reagan National. It's not an international airport. It's just national it's now? It's just national. They don't go internationally. They only go in the States. There's airports that are like that. I didn't know that. Skybridge. Yeah. 
Yeah. Skybridge. <laughs> the Skybridge. Anyways. So uh, LaGuardia is not an international airport. No shit. It only, you can only travel domestically. If you want to travel internationally in New York, you got to go to Newark or JFK. I yep. did not. I didn't fucking know that. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, let's get into the news. Get right to it. Uh, breaking news literally right now. The Titans are trading safety Kevin Byard to the Eagles. Tennessee trading pieces away and Howie Roseman making a big move. Uh, I guess the Eagles have been calling around looking for safety help for uh, the last two weeks, and they finally get their guy in Kevin Byard from the Titans. Um, that means Blankenship is going to be out a while. Yeah. That, Obviously, I think so. if that's why they Well, did but that. see, it said they've been calling since before Blankenship's injury. Oh, wow. So maybe they were looking to move yeah. on from Terrell Edmond. I don't know. But either way, uh, that was that's happening as we speak right now. Um Chiefs Nick Bolton, Ooh, he's linebacker on my team. Nick Bolton, he's on my dislocated team. his wrist uh, during Sunday night's win. He's my best defensive player in that league, too. Yeah. Uh, they expect him to miss uh, at least a couple weeks. So that is a big piece of uh, – honestly, one of the best defensive playmakers the Chiefs have, if not the best. Um, we're going to talk about this game, I think, quite a bit later on. But uh, with his win over Buffalo yesterday – Bill Belichick became the third coach in NFL history with 300 career regular season wins, joining Hall of Famers Don Shula with 328 and George Hallis with 318. So Belichick well, now— It won't be long before he passes both of them up. Oh, you think? Yeah. Mac Jones is back? Is that what you're going to say? Well, we'll I, I just—I look at it this way. I, I don't know if it's how bad Buffalo's looked the last two weeks or just how ready New England was for them. Um, Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts played the second half of Sunday night's win over the Dolphins with a knee brace. On yeah, he took left a couple leg. big shots yesterday. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Still came through in the clutch. Stop him. Uh this is going to be a really interesting one. And actually, it's a nice analytic here. In the four games that Taylor Swift has been in attendance, oh God, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Travis Kelsey is averaging 108 yards per game. In the games that she was not at, he's averaging 46 and a half. Get the fuck out of football. She influences the game in multiple ways. What do you make of that? Uh, it's a fucking circus sideshow is what it is. I, I mean, That's what it is. Numbers are numbers. The NFL is trying to destroy their own sport. Well... The so, entire fan base is not okay. They hate it. So, like, why don't they just listen to us? Because they're not going to listen to the fan base. They don't give a fuck. It's about money. It's got nothing to do with the fan base. You think they give a fuck about the game or the... They don't care. About Sarah, about money. Sarah just texted me a second ago, and yeah. she said um, 87 plus 13 equals 100. It's his number plus her number essentially 13 is her big number so 87 plus 13 equals 100 and she did she had a she had a number 87 uh beaded charm bracelet on yesterday that we don't know if can't cannot confirm i I don't want to talk about taylor swift cannot confirm if travis made her the bracelet or not but she had it on oh whatever listen i don't give a fuck what mr pfizer does and i don't care what she does either amen uh the miami dolphins have been selected as this year's in-season Hard Knocks team. Um, love it. I absolutely love it. Can, I still think that yesterday has a good shot to be a Super Bowl preview. The only t- the only team that I think can challenge Miami 
is Baltimore, maybe Kansas City. So let's say there's three teams in each conference that you can pick. Like, I think we got one of the teams that's going to take a crack at it this year. 100%. Yeah, It'll be cool. I agree see. with that. And you got some good stories. You're going to get A-Chain coming back, Jalen Ramsey coming back. Tua's MVP candidacy. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be excited to see Tyreek Hill up close. Jalen Phillips Tyreek. finally came back yesterday. Yeah. Oh, and, effective. And Mike McDaniel back. is literally like the most intriguing human being ever. Yeah. Like his yeah. press conferences oh, are gold every week. We get to get him up close. He's, we get to he's, see. Uh, he's almost Mark Davis ish. Yeah. Just like Mark Davis. I weird. honestly. No, no. I don't think he's weird. I think oh, he's outside. I think he's great. I, personally. I, I, I love what he says. I'm, I'm going to say this. I think between. I'm most excited to see Mike McDaniel but and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill said he, when he retires, he wants to become a porn star. He'll start with Mike McDaniels. <laughs> Bears head coach Matt Eberflus said that Justin Fields will once again. Be considered doubtful for Sunday's night, Sunday night's game against the Chargers. They don't need a him. Dislocated thumb. They, they don't need him. Not need him. Play pageant <laughs> till the wheels fall off. Don't, don't, don't fuck around and switch it now. You just, you just beat a team and you beat them decisively with, with a rookie. Don't change anything. From what I seen out of that kid, he throws the ball better than Justin Fields. Don't change it. Uh, and. A piece of news for tonight. 49ers star running back Christian McCaffrey will play Monday night against the uh, Vikings. So I will Seriously, say. I, I wouldn't even play I'm him take credit. 49ers. I said on Friday that I had it on an inside source that Christian McCaffrey would be playing tonight. Anyway. Just saying. Off air, would you expose this source to me later? I will. I will. It, it's a good one. Expose yourself later? It's a doozy. Okay. okay. Shall we get into what happened? Shall we? Oh, and did anybody see Blueface Baby at the uh, at the Rams he game? He turned SoFi into that? a strip club. Blueface Baby is a rapper. Oh, God. Uh, he had a suite at the Rams game, an on-field suite. And uh, essentially, he filled it with women and then had all of the women stripped down to their thongs and was throwing $100 bills all over the suite like he was at the strip club. That's some good, wholesome childhood fun right there. And huh? then so proposed to his girlfriend right after. I Whatever. If you want, the video is on, uh, Barstool just posted it, so you guys can check it out there. Anyways, moving on. Uh, let's Garbage. get into the week. The new Garbage. Right? Trash. Left him. I guess so, yeah. I don't, I don't, Trash. I don't really follow it, but it was, I guess, a semi- Shame on the NFL semi. for putting that shit on TV. Whatever, dude. I gotta say. Whatever. Does it surprise you, dude? Told you. The NFL are whores. <laughs> moving on. So, we're going to start with the elephant in the room. The Detroit Lions headed to Baltimore, and things didn't really end all that well. Baltimore just, I, I don't even know what to say. It was dismantled, the Detroit Lions, 38-6 to yesterday. Um, obviously, Zola was there, so he has a lot of insight. Uncle Sam. I, I want to hear what, what Mike has to say. Uncle Sam's very disappointed, uh, but I think I'm going to start off by saying and I, I, I'm not going to say too much because I want to hear what you guys have to say. I'm not in panic mode. That's I'm going to say that. I'm not in panic mode. I agree. I don't think that – I don't think it's SOL. I think that it was a similar situation to the Miami-Buffalo game when Miami came in flat and unprepared. That's all I'm going to say, and I'm going to give it to Zola. So I'm so happy you said that. That's just in time for five things, and that is thing number one. Five things. That is thing number one. Listen – Five things. 
Thing number one is yesterday said a lot more about the Baltimore Ravens than it did about the Detroit Lions. And it sounds like you agree with me. Uh, 1,000%. Uncle Sam? Yeah. Um, Baltimore, if you guys remember when the schedule came out way back in June or May or June, was my pick to win the AFC. I had Baltimore in the playoffs. As soon as Lamar Jackson signed, I thought they had a great offseason. I thought they had a great draft. As someone that was in the stadium yesterday and very close to Ravens fans, um, the sentiment that they had was that this is a team that they think they have something good with, the fans. They think they have a really good football team. But they have been waiting for, number one, a signature win, and number two, a win where they could see it top to bottom in all three phases. And John Harbaugh, he steals signs just like his brother. That's what that's my excuse for yesterday is John Harbaugh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. John Harbaugh's team was extremely prepared. Uh, Todd Munkin's offense was flawless. Um, they saw what the Lions did two years ago in defending Lamar. And the, the plan was we want to keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket. He said, watch this. Even on, And Lamar had a lot of bad throws yesterday. He threw a lot of balls away. Even the balls that he threw away, the receivers were wide open on. And it's because the Lions spent a lot of resources just trying to lock in Lamar. Okay? Number one. Number two, the other side of the ball, Mike McDonald, former Michigan defensive coordinator, knew exactly how to dismantle Jared Goff. You pressure him. You pressure him and you keep pressuring him and you keep pressuring him. And if you do it quick enough and they have the pieces to do it quick enough between Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith and they blitz their corners and their safeties flawlessly, Kyle Hamilton, if you keep blitzing Jared Goff, he sees ghosts, okay? And if you do it quick enough, he's going to throw the ball away, and that's what was happening. It was uncharacteristic Goff. It wasn't MVP Goff. It wasn't a Goff that we were used to because he was taking – I don't know. He just the, the, when there's the rece- when the receivers can't get separation downfield and you don't have enough time to throw it to begin with, that's a really good recipe for success defensively. So, I just think the Ravens were extremely well prepared. Um, I don't think the Lions were well prepared at all. That's a problem in itself. That being said, every time the Lions have a game where they're not well prepared, they come out and they follow it up. And they come back and they look really good. And I'm expecting that this week because that's what great teams do. Number one. Number two, it's very common for good teams to have bad games. When the Bucks won the Super Bowl two years ago, three years ago, whenever that was, they were blown out at home against the Saints 38-3 to one day. Very similar scores the other day. Very similar. I think that the Lions will do enough to correct this. I'm not panicking. Does this take them out of you're probably the best team in the NFC conversation? Oh, 100%. I think they have work to do. The division is horrible, though. I think they're going to run away with the division. I think they're going to finish with a top three record in the conference. And I do think that they're a very good team. And to the people jumping off of the bandwagon, same old Lions coming back to, to earth, this and that, please, Please watch what they do the next couple weeks. This was the hardest game left on their schedule. 100%. This was the hardest game left on their schedule. They laid an egg. It is what it is. They have all of the resources to come back and look a lot better. Uncle Sam, do you have anything to say before I get to thing two? Go ahead. Keep going. Well, all, can, I, can I throw one piece in here? Please. Uh, I, I have the exact same sentiment because if you look at the Lions' schedule, I still think they finished third in the NFC. I still think they win the division handily. 
I, I still think there's another couple losses in there, two max, one, two max. But I still, I, our from Friday till now, for me, the end of the season didn't change, right? The exp the the where we see them at right now did, but the the result didn't change for me. I'm with you. I agree. Um, number two, the first one was kind of mixed. It was kind of not good nor bad. Number two is a negative. Number two on Zolo's five things for the Lions' loss to the Ravens this week was the pass protection was not good for the first time in a long time. And a lot of that has to do with not being able to establish the run in the first half and missing David Montgomery. Um, I thought that they could not run the ball effectively. It took a second. I don't like what I saw from the highest graded guys on the teams were actually Sewell and Decker. The tackles were good. It was the interior where a lot of the pressure was coming in as opposed to the ends. A lot, a lot of the pressure on Goff came in from the middle, and that's a problem. You need to get your guards back on track for this week. Thing number three of Zolo's five things was, and this is something that's near and dear to my heart because it's something that I've noticed for over a decade, and it's unfair to compare past Lions teams to this one, but it's shown in the Aaron Glenn's regime as well. Um, the Lions cannot stop running quarterbacks. They can't. It's been going on for a while. They 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 had the pieces to do it this time, albeit without C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Uh, Brian Branch didn't have his best game yesterday. I said it on the show Friday. I said, look for this to be the Jack Campbell coming out party. Not only did Jack Campbell not come out, but he looked horrible. He looked lost. He looked out of place. He looked confused. And it trickled down to the rest of the linebackers. Derek Barnes didn't have a great game, and Alex Anzalone had an uncharacteristically bad game, especially after the last couple weeks that he's had. This has been a problem for a long time. And again, what their game plan was yesterday was, we're not going to let Lamar beat us by getting out of the pocket. He still beat you getting out of the pocket. He still drifted away. And on that one, the TD pass, I think it was to Nelson Aguilar, who sucks, by the way. And you made him look like a world beater. On the TD pass to Nelson Aguilar, do you guys remember Lamar was scrambling back and forth? He was yeah. going back and forth. Okay, so that was the longest time for a quarterback to throw the ball. It was like nine points two something seconds. It was the longest time the quarterback had to throw a ball in a game in six years, since 2017. If you can't get pressure from all around in that point in time, you're not doing a good enough job on the pass rush. And Hutchinson was getting pressure all day yesterday. He was getting held. Aline McNeil was getting held. Uh, I thought Hutchinson was great. He just couldn't finish. When you're playing a rushing quarterback, the pressure needs to come from both sides. Okay? Which leads me to thing number four. I think the Lions are going to spend the next nine days as not only buyers, but intense buyers. And a name at the top of the list, you're going to love this, Uncle Sam, because you're the one that brought him up a couple weeks ago. And there's a team, there's a, a writer from Yahoo that's actually linking the Lions to this guy is Brian Burns. They're going to get an elite pass rusher, I think, or or a good pass rusher to pair with Hutchinson. God, what I love. So that. they could seal the deal on these pass rushing downs. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to happen. I genuinely think that's, it wasn't the difference in the game yesterday because it doesn't really explain what the offense did wrong. But I think the difference defensively yesterday is that Lamar had so much time to throw. And eventually those receivers were getting open. It wasn't a great game for Sutton. It didn't help losing uh, Jerry Jacobs. 
But if you're able to seal the deal on the pass rush, which they were not able to do yesterday, you're going to have an easy time defensively. Good defenses, they start in the trenches and trickle back. Everyone benefits, the linebackers, the corners, the safeties, whatever. It makes a corner's job a lot easier if they don't have to cover the guy they're covering for for as long. So I think they're going to make a trade. I think it's going to be Brian Burns. I think they're going to get an elite D-end. I also think they're going to look at running back. I wouldn't be shocked if they look at cornerback based on the injuries. And there's a lot of really good corners available. Uh, Jalen Johnson had a pick for Chicago yesterday. The Giants have two available corners with the Dory Jackson being one of them. Uh, you can take a crack at Pat Sertain. We've talked about that. Um, the one positive, though, thing number five, the one positive from yesterday, though, and I'm really excited to hear what you guys have to say about this, Jameer Gibbs. Um, I was at the game. You could say it was garbage time. I disagree. I watched that Ravens defense and their offense play really hard because nothing invigorates a defense more than trying to get a shutout. So I don't think they wanted Jameer Gibbs to score on them. The Lions got him going really good, and the the utilization was perfect. Yep. They utilized him passing-wise, and they got him out. They got him open in the backfield, and they spread the offense out a little bit. And then he eventually got good with running in between the tackles against a pretty good defense. And, of course, it's one game. We can't we can't lock it in. Just like we can't lock in JMO's one good game last week because I thought JMO was horrible yesterday. Yeah, that was rough. That he, drop was awful. He lost a ball in the end zone at the end of the game. Yep. And his ball tracking, if his ball tracking skills are the only problem, that's a story for another time, and I think that's correctable. That being said, Jameer Gibbs is the focus here. I was pretty impressed with him. I would like to see more of that, and I would like to see that as his usage. I thought his snap count was perfect. I thought the pass catching was perfect. I thought his in-between-the-tackles running, it took a second to get going. Eventually, it looked great. That was the one positive from yesterday was Jameer Gibbs for me. All you Uncle need Sam. is Montgomery to compliment that, and you're set. What do you think of Jameer Gibbs, Uncle Sam? Um, he, he looked okay. I mean, he looked I thought he for looked where they were at in the game. It, anybody's going to look good when you're down by 30 fucking points. Okay. Do you you're think, running? You're running the football down by thirty points. Do you do you think that my take of the defense trying was false? Because I thought no, that it, defense was still balls to the I, wall. I, at that I point. thought they got outplayed, outcoached, out everything in that whole game. The offensive line was awful. The defensive line wasn't much better. Um, your defensive coordinator, for some. God awful fucking reason. Uh, has your corners thirteen yards off the fucking line of scrimmage, and all they were doing running these short little fucking routes, and letting Lamar Jackson do what Lamar Jackson does. He just waited for him to be open and popped him the ball. Yeah, and let him run afterwards. It was didn't take brain surgery to see what they were doing. Um, this is twice now that the defense is. Still can't cover a tight end. And I said the key to that game would have been Mark Andrews. And uh, Mark Andrews torched him. He did. Mark Andrews. He torched him. Nice Mark Andrews, the fullback. He fucking, he fucking torched him. The fullback, I don't know his name. Yeah, Ricard. Ricard, Ricard torched him. He didn't have a guy within 20 yards of him. That's a blown assignment. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck. Listen, if you are going to sit there and play a fucking soft zone... With your corners 13 yards off the line of scrimmage, 
you fucking lost against Lamar Jackson. Can I stop you for one second? I Go agree. Ahead. I agree with everything you're saying. I have a question with you for you about the corners. Yeah. You think the corners are just bad? Do we think Cam Sutton's just not great? No, I, I don't think Cam Sutton is bad. Here's the problem. If they were able to get their hands on some of these receivers before they got five, six yards down the field, you're not running wide open. These guys were running wide. They were catching the ball with nobody around them mm-hmm. because they were fucking, the corners were totally out of position playing this zone. I don't like zone. I don't like it. Uh, I don't think they blitzed enough and blitzed from the right area. You're bringing guys from the outside. You're bringing corners. You're bringing safeties. They need to shoot it up the gut, just like Baltimore was doing to them mm-hmm. with their two inside guys. I, I, I'm not going to make any excuses for Dan Campbell right now, but this is two fucking games, national televised games, where they had a chance to set themselves apart from other teams and they failed once again. Uh, I'm just and they realizing, failed miserably this time. I'm just realizing, and this is totally excuse, just like John Harbaugh stealing signs, that they're 0-2 with that specific Fox crew. When they're the 1 o'clock national game yeah. with Aaron Andrews, uh, Aaron Andrews, Greg Olson, and who's the who's the commentator? I don't know. Uh, the play-by-play guy? When they're with that crew, they're 0-2 now, which... You know what? Hey, hey guess what? Hey, you know what? That was an embarrassing performance the whole fucking team didn't show up. Okay. I'm not Jameer only going to blame Gibbs Dan and, Campbell on Jameer this. Gibbs and Jack Fox, the punter both showed up in my opinion. Well, you know what? I, I saw two other guys that showed up that nobody else seen. Say it. Huh? That who? Khalif who? Raymond. He was the only guy that was playing with a little bit of fire out there till he mm-hmm. got hurt. Who was the other guy? Huh? Who's the other Isaiah guy? Bugs. I thought Bugs. Isaiah Bugs was stuffing the run every time they tried to run at him. He made some plays yesterday yeah. at the middle. Yeah. I didn't hear Lee McNeil's name. I didn't hear fucking anybody's name other than that, than that. To me, it's a fucking red flag. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not jumping off the bandwagon, but I'm not jumping on it either. What I've seen out of them is fucking... I, I, I seen a team that just was uninspired... They couldn't execute. Jared Goff threw for 300 fucking yards, and and, and guess what? It, it didn't impress me at all. They had untimely penalties, just, just letting up bad sacks. The offensive line was supposed to be the strength of this team. They are not the fucking strength of the team. They, they aren't. They, they can't pass protective shit. See, now you're going... I have something to add to that, and Go I'm ahead. Sure you have to say. Go first. ahead. You're, you're going a step too far now. No, I'm not going no, too we, far. Yeah, yeah, because okay, let me you tell are. you something yeah, you right are. now. Because Without the MVP of this team, they're fucking average at best. That's that's false. With, without way, David false. Montgomery, they're average at best. David Montgomery is the MVP of this team. Without him, they will go I, nowhere. They, period. They, they, they had David Montgomery for a quarter last week, and they absolutely dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball against Tampa. All right, and both of you think Tampa's a division winner. Okay, so at the end of the listen, day, listen to me. Atlanta barely squeaked one out again. Listen, now nah, that wasn't a barely squeak out. Yeah, we'll get was. to that game. What a yeah, shit was. show that division. Right. Barely squeaked it out. But at the end of the day, you you said you said last week they're going to win the division. I thought that. I still think week, they're going to win the division. But, I'm not saying that. But and what are you going to do? You're so going to you win the division. Here. You're going to have to either go to fucking San Francisco or Philadelphia. No, you're not. You're going to get your fucking ass handed. I'm talking about Tampa. You think Tampa? I'm talking, uh, Tampa or Detroit? Okay, about but hold on. Reel it in. 
You're going to sit here and say, without David Montgomery, this team is average at best. Yes. That is not, but that's not true. That is because true. Because they didn't have David Montgomery last week. They didn't run the ball at all. And they made easy work on both sides of the line of scrimmage against the Tampa team that you think is going to win their division. Okay? So it's not true. All right? Jameer Gibbs was extremely effective. It was the oh, first God, game. It's effective when it was fucking but over. But it doesn't. Guess what? When, when you're it a was rookie, over. When you're a rookie... Sometimes you get in there in garbage time, and that's yep. what ignites your year. He yeah. needed, so he needed, the, he that, needed that. I agree 1,000%. Okay. He needed that garbage time to get in there and get the feel of the game. Jameson Williams, I'm almost— Yeah, that's, that's the big fucking pink elephant in the room right I'm there, bud. almost at the point to say he was a wasted pick, okay? Yeah. We're almost there. But I am not—I am nowhere near hitting a panic mode. There's no reason to hit the panic mode. All right. What, what, are, what do we decide? What What do we decipher as panic mode? You, for you to sit here and the, say the team is average. The Detroit Lions will win their division. That's how bad it is. Okay. This what th- I'm telling you to go forward, to go forward, and to try to get into the fucking playoffs, they're going to get their asses handed to them. Can I, can I tell Especially you something? if David Montgomery's not playing. Can I tell you something? They're five yeah. and two, and they're probably going to be six and two going into the bye. They're they're well above average. Even if their division was, even if their division was closer, six and two at midseason is a hell of a record. The fir- yep. their first, that's, that's a thirteen. That's that, a twelve. We, and we've four been right shoveled there. shit for fucking forty years here, and we're happy with six and two. We're happy with six and two and two blowout fucking losses. I mean, none of the none of the four of us had them in the Super Bowl this year, unless Bruce that, may I have did. And I didn't think they would nope. be in the Super Bowl this, either. This isn't this isn't nope. like this a is, nope. That's the bandwagon thing is to think the Lions are going to the Super Bowl. Exactly. So so the whole thing is the Super Bowl, like the NFC Championship talk, didn't even start until a week or two ago. I was just hoping oh, they, they had the every opportunity to take. This is a slow build. This is a slow build towards something great. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Good teams have to build towards it. The Bills, before they won the division that year, people didn't think they were going to the Super Bowl. They said, let's win our division first. And I think good things will come if this team wins the division. I, 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 don't, care. I don't care that they lost this game. I don't, I don't give a fuck the, about that. Fuck you know what I care about? about? How they lost. Can I ask you a question, though? It, it was fucking atrocious. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. After last night, you think Miami's average? No. Okay, they no, came out. Miami, and made... Miami's one of the top teams in the league. Can I, Bro, can but I they came you? out and can can you can't you? you can't compare that. This is the, let's let's look at our picks every single week. Go ahead. There's we have every game we pick every single week. One of us picks the the chalk team. One of us picks the favorite, no matter what. If we picked the if we were to do a fifteen or sixteen game slate. Every week and pick them all when all six when all thirty two teams are playing and we picked it chalk every time we would lose some games. The point of it is, good teams still lose games. The yeah. Eagles the Eagles lost to to a pretty bad team last week and the Niners lost to a, an average or the Ravens. above average team. And the Ravens have lost two. Correct. They lost to the Colts. Correct. You know, good teams lose games. Am I saying the Lions are world beaters and they're the best team? No, but I think that teams lose games. I agree. This was bad. But I also think that this staff will totally make the adjustments. And I think if you play that game 10 times yesterday, if you were to play it again and again and again, that outcome might happen once or twice. And the Lions might lose half or over half of them. I don't think they're getting blown out in every facet of the game. They're not. Like they, they were did yesterday. yesterday. They did a hundred percent. You think that about Miami, but Miami went into Buffalo, lost by a pretty big margin, and then Buffalo went into New England and lost. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
Miami's Listen, I, I'm not saying that teams don't lose. I'm not I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. I, I would have thought even if they would have lost that game against Baltimore yesterday, I wouldn't give a fuck. I get it. I get it. But the problem is the way they lost. The way there was no adjustments. Well, what the fuck? This is what I'm talking about. Defensively. That that to me defensively is a I was red shocked. Flag. I was shocked by the lack of adjustments in the second half defensively. And I was shocked. This is twice now. This is twice now that your defensive coordinator doesn't have any kind of fucking answer to stop what's there. Good teams stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. They couldn't stop the bleeding. They didn't stop at the second half. They didn't stop at the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, the fourth quarter. They didn't stop the bleeding. So my counter argument to that is 100%. You're correct. You're correct. My counter argument is... When they do do things well and they do make all the stops defensively, and you got to remember, the last couple weeks they they held one team to right. Six they were points. lights out. I, I get it. They were they it. were great. So yeah. when they do when they are well prepared and they do do things well, they're doing it perfectly. So the counter argument to that was this week they were so they were probably only the game planning was probably only focused on you need to keep Lamar in the pocket and we need to let the rest trickle back and happen. And I think there is no adjustment for that unless you let them like you know you jam the receivers at the line. I think that's an option. But I'm I'm with you. I I agree 100%. Listen, you keep no your, adjustments for me. Your defensive line, they keep their lanes. Because and they you were bring made pressure up the middle. The adjustments were made offensively. I thought Ben Johnson, who had a horrible first half, I thought Ben Johnson yeah, he was had awful a serviceable yesterday. second He half. was awful. Okay. Moving forward, going forward, right now, you guys both brought up the Brian Burns situation. The Lions are currently the third betting favorites to land Brian Burns in the deadline. Why who are, are, who are one head? and two? Who Why, are I, one and I, two? I, just, I, I think there's a lot more issues than Brian Burns. Buffalo and San Francisco are one and two. No chance on Buffalo and San Francisco. Okay. They're currently second to land Mike Evans. Dallas is one. Okay. And they're fourth for Cortland Sutton. I don't know if that interests anybody or not, but those are the current odds. Well, I, I land think Cortland Sutton has quietly you? had a good season. I think Cortland Sutton's quietly been very good, including yesterday in a win. When things are going good for Denver's offense, Cortland Sutton is one of the reasons why. Right. And that's been a dumpster fire of a year. Um, as for the others, I don't know if I'm taking a flyer on Mike Evans' contract uh, just for him to walk away. I I still think there are other pass rushers outside of Brian Burns. There's one of the one of Sweat or oh yes. Chase Young. Okay, they're both they're in the betting odds for both of them. I think they were like four and five for both. What about Montez my boy Sweat. Josh Uche in Michigan? Now that the Patriots are probably sellers, he'll cost a little bit more, but I think that's a great guy. Uh, he's not elite. If you're gonna get a guy, you want to get a guy that's productive, guy like Brian Burns. I think you're trying to hit a home run, which I appreciate. But if you pair it, would you say Josh Uche is better than anyone else on the right side? They benched Charles I, Harris yesterday, which was shocking. They benched Charles Harris, I, healthy I, scratch, to see what the Oquaras can do. They did nothing. You know who? Who I didn't get? see a Julian Aquara barely any. He yesterday. was supposed to be the the high snap getter with Charles Harris. I did out. not see him. So hey, Romeo out there. I seen Josh Pascal out there. I, I didn't see him rotate. Wait, Pascal played yesterday? Huh? Josh Pascal played yesterday? Yeah. Yes, he did. He didn't. Yeah. I, that's, I mean, that's. He actually a, had a big it, tackle on the ball. red tackle. flag right there because he is a second rounder. I know he's been injured. I know he spent a lot of the year injured last year. And I know he was good against Kansas City and he hasn't played since then. But they need a lot out of Josh Pascal, especially they, they need with you. a guy, a Brian Burns or a 
Uh, somebody about with Chase that Young. caliber. About guy. Chase Young. Because if are there odds or, Max Crosby? or even Chase Young? Are there Max Crosby? Yet? Max Crosby ain't going nowhere. The Raiders. I agree not with even you. Fucking talked about shopping him. I agree yeah, with you. He's their best player. They talked about shopping him, but it'll cost the, the best player. He'll be the most expensive D end on the market in terms of in terms of compensation because he's under contract, and he's productive. Are there odds on him or no? I watched Miles Garrett single-handedly destroy fucking Indianapolis yesterday. I agree, but my but players like Miles well, Garrett don't come around. Every, okay, so every. Oh, I agree. So for the record, I'm I'm looking for the odds still. But if you Google Max Crosby trade, the first ten links are this: one Lions trade to take the defense to the next level. Max Crosby. That was two days ago. Lions have been advised to pull the trigger by ownership on trade for Max Crosby. There's a Cowboys one. I don't. I don't believe that. I do because because so? he's local. He's local. He if you admit you grew up a Lions fan and you went to Eastern Michigan, can you imagine having the pride of Eastern Michigan, the first one since Charlie Batch was here? Can you imagine bringing an Eagle back in and pairing him with Hutch, who played down the road over at the University of Michigan, and watching what those two boys could do together? The bookends. Either way, Hutchinson needs help. That's the gist. He can't do the whole thing himself, especially if that's your plan against running quarterbacks is to keep him in the pocket. Okay. there's You you need pressure on both ends. Didn't mean to cut you off. They're second for Max Crosby, uh, and they're also third for Michael Pittman. I don't know if that one interests either of you, but I I like Michael Pittman. I think he's a big receiver that can catch football. I think the Colts would be crazy, crazy to trade Michael Pittman, which goes to show how much I would love to have him here. Yeah, uh, they said that Crosby would fetch uh, at least a first and a second. <laughs> Fuck that! There's no way I would give that up. I d- I don't see them paying that price. I would not give that up. I'd pay that. Pr- I'd pay the per- the would first. Would you give and up second. two seconds? Yes, I'd pay the first and second for Pat that. Sertain. I'd pay that for Patrick Sertain, and that's a guy that they Listen, should make a phone call. If we're gonna do this, I want to get a guy that's young, a guy like Brian Burns, who's young. That you can get without giving up a fucking first round pick. You pack what makes J- you think that they would- package JMO? I think package uh, JMO. I think Brian Burns would be probably thirds. I think that he, he'd I, be I like the package JMO in a pick and give make maybe a third rounder. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to package a player. I, I it'll be it'll be draft. Give him anything. Why don't J-Mo you like Max straight Crosby? Up. Why don't you like Max Crosby? What do you mean? I like Max He's Crosby. Years I old. don't see the Raiders. I have never heard of them shopping Max Crosby. Well, I'm they, telling they you, have I have not they have heard been. that. They have been. And and can I tell you something right now? Everyone has a price. Everyone yeah. has a price. Including me. Listen, if this team was was a player away, then I would say do it. But they're not. They're yeah, more than that away. God, that's such a bad no. take. No, that they is, got that's a not bad a fucking take. bad take. Yes, it is. Because it's, tell me that player tell away me are right now, they don't have a fucking running back that can run it between the tackles. Where, where, David Montgomery will be He's back hurt. in two weeks. He'll be back in two weeks. Even if you dump the next two games, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. He comes back. You know, he was healthy prior to this year. If he comes back and he's hurt again, he's So what are you going to do? Waste draft capital? Because I, I, you don't, I don't want, know, you, don't, you want to risk I David say Montgomery you go to the street, getting hurt again? You go to the street. There's still running backs out there. There's still wide receivers out there that they could sign okay, and bring in. Great. Here. So they bring in Leonard. You're saying, like, Leonard Fournette's the player away. I would love to see Leonard Fournette run behind his I mean, offensive line. That's not that's, that's doubted. Not, that's so good. If What's they the haven't traje- taken a flyer on him, they should, by the way. What's the trajectory yeah. of their season like changing? What, I, I'm gonna tell you right let now. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. How many teams in the NFC do you think are better than the Lions? Uh at this point, 
three. Who's the third? Dallas? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. Laugh no, all you fucking want. It's plausible. I won't argue it. Okay. Yeah. Wait if till they play head up. Listen. We'll see what happens. Listen, if you're a top four team in your conference, right. you add. No matter what. It, even if you're, you're even even if you're not a player or two away, even if you're more than a player or two away, you're yeah. you're adding to your roster because anything can happen. Good teams add to their roster. Wild card teams get in all the time. Ask the yeah. Cincinnati Bengals about their last two years. Yeah. Go ahead, you're fiending. Out of those receivers that I named, Sutton, Mike Evans, and Pittman, who do you like the most? Uh probably Pittman just because of the youth. Okay. In this offense, Mike Evans. I agree with the, I agree with you. But so let's say they trade for Sutton and Brian Burns. Well, are we talking for one year? Or are we talking from here for no? The next anybody year that they're trading for, they're going to have to they're going to have to give a, a some of some sort of a no contract. because Mike Evans will be I a think, rental. I, I, I don't Mike, think Mike Evans. I think be a Mike rental. Evans is a rental because yes. they're, they're not going to they still yeah. have to pay a Monra. Right. It depends yeah. where Jamo met land. You know that that there's there's too many questions. But go ahead. Sorry. Let's talk for this year. Okay, so for this year, who do you like at the deadline out of those receivers? Sutton, Pittman, and Evans. I just told you Pittman. Okay, Pittman. And obviously you like Brian Burns above any other defensive end option, right? I like Brian Burns because he's a playmaker. Okay. And he's young. That's it. He's young. So this this is going forward. You can – what? I'm just trying to make a point here. All right. Okay. Go ahead. So hypothetically, let's say at the deadline, they trade for Cortland Sutton and Brian Burns. Yep. That's a huge win at the deadline. Cortland Sutton? Or, I mean, Michael Pittman – Michael Pittman and Brian Burns. Yeah, I think it makes them better. Okay, what happens this year for them? Does it do that? Are they in the NFC? Are they competing with San Francisco no, or Philadelphia? Start at the, start with those at the bottom. Start at the bottom. Are no, they winning the so. opening playoff game, which would be against the Rams, the Cowboys, or the, the Seahawks, the Seahawks, or Tampa? Correct. Or Tampa. They win. They win that first playoff game at home if they well, add those two guys. I, I mean, I think it depends on who they're playing. Okay. You know, if they can get a home, they're going they to get, get a home a, game. They're going to win the division yeah. and get a home game. It's possible. No, no. They're, no, they're going to win the division. It's possible. They're going to win the division. They're right. going to finish in third place, and they're going they're to host a, a wild card team. I still think they're winning. I still think they're winning at least twelve games. I think so right. too. It, that's the thing. It doesn't change anything. If they if they buy at the deadline or they stay exactly the way they are, they're still going to win 11 or 12 games. They're still going to win the division. They're still going to get a home playoff game. They will still win that home playoff game because it's going to be against Seattle or Atlanta uh, or the they Rams. They can't even beat Seattle. I think you're counting your chickens before they're had. If they play Seattle again, <laughs> I, they would I beat would them love, without question. I would love to see them beat And Seattle. then they'll have to go into Philadelphia or San Francisco and lose the next game, regardless of who they trade for at the deadline. They could they could bring Barry Sanders out of retirement at the deadline. That's still how the trajectory of the season. Unless there's a catastrophic injury. Other than that, that's why I don't this whole there was a lot of talk about how the Lions need to be buyers at the deadline. At the end of the day, I don't think it changes anything for them. <coughs> they are not we can all sit here and agree right now. Okay, outside of you, because you think they'll lose to Seattle if they play them again, they're going to win 11 or 12 games, they will win the division, they will get a home playoff game that they will most likely win, and then lose the divisional round. Correct? That's about right. That's Yeah, I'm, I'm in on that. Regardless of who's there. Uh, 
If they trade for Brian Burns and Michael Pittman. They don't have any kind of pulse for a running game. That's what will happen. Do you you really think David Montgomery is going to be dead for the next month and a half? No, no, I didn't say that. I also think they're playing some really shitty opponents, too, coming. Yeah, yeah. I said David. Outside of the Chargers, I don't think anyone, any team is going to stop, no matter who the Lions are throwing out at running back. I don't think any of their next four opponents are going to stop them, except for maybe the Chargers. I thought Jameer Gibbs was extremely effective yesterday. Yeah. They have to play Chicago, at Chicago, in the cold, oh, with a running back who already fisted him last David year. David Montgomery will be back for that one. Who fisted him last year. I'm not worried. Remember that. You're, I'm not worried. Chica- just... I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I, I truly you know what? You know what the worst part yeah, about you is? Yeah, the Raiders weren't worried about that you know what, either. You know what the worst part about you is? Go ahead. Truly. Is you were so high, and then... You see one thing, and then all of a sudden you're you're just the biggest fucking hater in the world. You're just not, you're nothing <laughs> but a fucking hater. Not watch the that's game. The average anymore. Lions fan. Yeah, what do you mean? You are. That's that's how you are. That's why it's crucial. Yeah, you are. It's crucial. What? I've been a Lions fan, fan for two years, and you're I'm more fair weather than fan. I am. Boy, I've been watching the Lions, uh, yeah. the Lions play before you were in your and daddy's bag. You're still, you're still before a has-been. Before you were in your dad's before bag. You're washed up, bag. you're a has-been, <laughs> and you're fair weather. And that's me telling you you're fair There's weather. no bigger bandwagon jumper than you. Seems, so, seems like we got another one in, in his defense, he echoes, the like, when, when losses like yesterday happen, he echoes the entire it's fan It's not base. the loss. I told you guys, it's not it's the, the way loss. they it's lost. The way they lost. I think that's it, but there's that's teams bullshit. like are that's you gonna, not bullshit. Are, Miami say, lost to Buffalo by 22 say, points. If you're a Bills fan, are you going to say the same thing or and same, yeah. same drill on the Eagles last week? Like teams yeah. get blown out. Do you think the Bills fans are fucking just rabid right now? I would be. After yes, that bullshit, because they should have lost last week. But I nobody thinks that the Bills are a write off. Yeah, but they're still in it. Miami yeah. lost to them by three touchdowns. You know Nobody why, you know why Buffalo's still right in it? Because Miami lost last night. Oh, Jesus. That's such bullshit. Oh, whatever. That's bullshit. Whatever. Because the week before, Buffalo looked like the world beaters. Uh, guess what? No, they didn't. They looked like they were going to lose that game, too. Listen to me. They got lucky to get bailed out on a fucking bullshit call at the end. Listen, you're just a hater. That's all it is. Dude, I'm a hater, then. That's all it comes down to. You just love to I'm hate. I'm a hater. You just love to hate. We're in better position than all those teams. Okay. We're in a better position than Miami. We're in a better position than Buffalo. Okay. Realistically, we're in a better position than Baltimore. I mean, stop and think about who Baltimore has left to play. Can I, can I calm some of your concerns right now? Dan Campbell's press conference is going on at the moment, and he's used the he's used the phrase, we're going to be prepared for, for the Raiders this week. He's used that phrase multiple times over. He knows. They're well aware it was a lack of preparedness yesterday. I don't think it's any indication on the talent, anything like that. They just weren't prepared. And it happens in the NFL every week. There are teams that catch other teams unprepared that change the 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 perspective result drastically. It happens. Sometimes there's blowouts like there is yesterday. Sometimes it's just really bad teams upsetting a good team. Either way, it's about preparedness because there's so many Fucking variables that go into these games every week. And the Lions got out variable by a lot. It was a chess game gone wrong. I'm with you. It's okay to raise some flags. As long as it's not a trend, it's not going to be a problem. I'd say two games is a trend. They lost to Seattle yeah, by a field two, goal. They're two playoff teams. They followed up Seattle with four wins in a row. Yeah. Okay. If they go if they go twelve and if they go twelve and five or thirteen and four, no matter what, that's the best Lions team in my lifetime. 
And they're, they're still your on pace for that. Can I ask you a question? You're so fucking high and mighty on the Rams and how they were going to have a comeback here in a playoff team. They got their asshole shoved in by Pittsburgh yesterday. By fucking Pittsburgh. Did you watch the game? Yes, I did. Cooper Cup really showed out for him. Stafford are we, are looked we great. Are we moving on to that game? No, we'll start, we'll start at the top. Okay. Everybody just needs to relax. Reel it in. Moving on. Wow, we it was a did we spend an hour? It was fifty two minutes. Yeah, basically. I think the countdowns factored into to this YouTube video. It is. Yeah, it's only five. Okay, yeah. so we're only forty five. Yeah, and it took yeah, so a little less plus the, the news, so that's like ten minutes. As well. Yeah, okay, a half hour. Anyways, moving on. Las Vegas went into Chicago, Chicago without Justin Fields, Chicago with on their fourth string running back, um, and. The Raiders without Jimmy Garoppolo, but ultimately, Tyson Badgett, Deonta Foreman, show up big for the Bears, and the Bears get the victory 30-12. to um, Uncle Sam thinks very highly of Deonta Foreman, and he showed up in a way that he showed up in a Panthers uniform against Detroit last year. Uh, three touchdowns for him on the day. Uh I keep saying Tyler Badgett. It's Tyson Badgett. 21 to 29 for 162 yards and a touchdown. Um, I mean, that's pretty fucking efficient. He didn't throw the ball away. Uh, obviously, he can't do on the field what Justin Fields does, but realistically, it looked better yesterday for the Bears. It looked solid. They were solid. That game was never in doubt. Uh, Raiders had two quarterbacks play. Brian Horner, 17 to 32 for 129 yards with two picks. Uh, I think it's his. He was god awful. It's time for him to find his way into the home. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, 10 for 13 for 75 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Josh Jacobs, quite the game, 11 for 35. What What's going on? Their offensive line is a Their off Do they have the worst offensive that, line in football, right? Uh, maybe. I mean, they've got to be pretty close, right? Yeah. Um, they're They're awful. Their offensive line is awful. I was watching that game yesterday, and, I, and I'm going to say this. I think it's a combination of play calling and just blocking in general. Josh Jacobs is a one-cut, up-the-field, in-between-a-tackle runner. They were trying to run him outside. I don't – that's all coaching as far as I'm concerned, and I, I truly feel that – Josh McDaniels should lose his fucking job because he's fucking trash. Dude. We agree. He is fucking trash. Uh, he's still number one, right? I, I mean, Brandon Staley's making the case. Losing but... to a D2 quarterback who's quarterbacking <laughs> a team that already only had one win. I, I think you, I think that. It's not just losing. They got blown out. Yeah. Because yeah. Chicago's not very good. No, Chicago's awful. Uh, but I honestly there was got two blowouts yesterday: the Detroit game and that game. Listen, the Raider, uh, the Raiders are deep into the depths of the Caleb Williams. This was that was the thing, and I said this before this week. Those three wins that the Raiders had were the most bull. They were the worst three and three team. Those are the most bullshit three wins that they had. And, and I'm sorry, their de- their this touted defense had no answers for, for Deonta Foreman yesterday. They lost Diablo Deonta. yesterday, too. That huh? didn't help. Who'd they lose? Who'd they their, lose? their middle linebacker, Diablo, oh. they lost him yesterday. And the Raiders. You want to know what's real fucked up? 
when Jacoby Myers has more targets two weeks in a row than Devontae. Yeah, Adams. Jacoby Myers has slowly emerged into a fantasy bloodbath. Yeah, well, I, will, I, I will say this: Devontae Adams draws a lot of attention. He'll draw safety. He draws corners. It's and the safeties. targets, though. They're just not. They're yeah. they're cutting Devontae Adams out of the offense accidentally. Yeah. Maybe they're doing that because they're going to trade him at the deadline. He wants. You never a- know. I'd like to see him as a lion. How would you like to see him I as would a like that. J E T a jet S Jets. Well, jets only when Aaron jets. comes back. Could you imagine they'd have Devonte Adams, Randall Cobb, and Alan Lazard? That would be just the prevailing theory right now is that they're not going to trade him. Really? Yeah. Wow. But if I were him, I would. Say, I would be like, get me the fuck out. I would say <laughs> one week from I'd now. I'd be like, if this I'd guy is coach traded. here next year, I don't want no part I, I, of it. I, just get me out. Yeah. I, I think they're a prime. It goes back to Caleb Williams real quick. I think that's a great spot for him. I right. think he. I think that's exactly. That's a really good franchise with a really good fan base, and it's just go. It just so happens that in the end of the old man's life, and then transitioning into his done his dumb son's life. By the way, Uncle Sam, did you see the video of him dancing, Mark Davis, when the, the his, his he owns the Las Vegas Aces and they won the WNBA last week, and he danced like it's the most cringeworthy thing I have ever seen. Mark Davis is the, watching it. I got it right he's here. He's yeah. the absolute creepiest bastard I've ever seen. What what are you showing me here? That's Mark Davis dancing. Yeah, he looks like Chucky. No, no, no. Just don't even look at his face, which is already bad. He looks like Chucky. Yeah. Oh, you he's, know who's number one, he's white. <laughs> okay. And number two, I, I don't know where he got Don Johnson's fucking suit from Miami Vice. Oh. But he needs to what? So that's the WNBA team that he owns? Whatever. You know who he brought in as a co-owner because he wanted to get a ring? I don't know. Tom Brady. Tom anyway. Brady got another ring. Anyway. Anyways, um, moving on. The uh, and, and honestly, what He's I thought. weirdo, too. And honestly, what I thought was one of the, my favorite games to watch this week, Cleveland went to Indianapolis and lost their quarterback but snuck out with a win 39-38. to And sneak it was because guess what? Somebody on the Cleveland sideline had to have. Had to have uh, had a little something for those refs because this game was uh, was stolen from Indianapolis, in my opinion. And, you know, I don't know what's messed up. Indianapolis played such a good game. Like, it actually all – Gardner Minshew didn't look bad. Jonathan My, Taylor Miles actually – Garrett was a fucking monster. Miles Garrett was the Single-handedly yeah. won that game for Cleveland. Yep. Josh Downs, big day, five receptions, 125 yards and a touchdown. Pittman, two for 83 and a touchdown. Zach Moss got in on the fun as well, 18 for 57. Jonathan Taylor looked good. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, 18 for 75 and a touchdown. Gardner Minshew, three rushes, 29 yards and two touchdowns, as well as 15 for 23 for 305 yards and two touchdowns through the air. Uh, Gardner Minshew fumbles too, one for a touchdown. Gardner Minshew had three fumbles and an interception. Yeah. I had um I picked up in my two quarterback league, I made a huge boo boo and I'm I'm going to lose to the worst team in the league and I'm upset about it. But I picked up Josh Downs and I flip flopped him and dropped him to pick up Michael not Michael Mayer. I can't remember who I re picked up instead. And I also benched Baltimore's defense, which kinda went off in favor of Tampa's, which didn't go off. But Josh Downs coming out party is the gist I'm trying to get to right now. Yeah, he had a very, very nice game yesterday, and he looked good. All their receivers ate yesterday. Yeah. Pittman, Downs, they all had excellent uh, excellent games, and good for the rate. Did I, you know what that offense moves pretty good with Minshew? I will say this. Moves better with Minshew than it did with uh, with Richardson. I, I, well, I just – The one thing I noticed is that outside of 
Miles Garrett. Minshew had two rushing touchdowns. Correct. Yeah. Outside of Miles Garrett, Cleveland's defense looks very porous yesterday. I don't think they were at all. I thought they were very good. They gave I up thought 30, they were very good. They gave up, gave up 30 40 points, points, though. I still thought they 40? were good. 38. 38. Okay, they're, they're coming off of playing probably the toughest game they played all year the week prior when they upset San Francisco. I think the bigger story is the Browns' offense yeah, doing, offense doing what they did bad. without Deshaun Watson. Um, P.J. Walker, PJ 15 Walker for 32, 178 yards. Yeah, great. I mean, Amari Cooper had his normal good, solid games. Oh, did he? Yeah. Two for 22? Yeah. Two big catches that won them the game. Two for right 22? Down the stretch. Eight targets, two receptions. That's a yeah. big game. Down right? the stretch, he made a big catch that kept that clock rolling so they could win that game. That's... that's, that's Can't you just own that's it? That's called please? balls. Can't you just own it? Like Amari Cooper's oh, a fucking Amari dud. Cooper is He's a fucking ass. dud this year. The week before he was he was fucking money. He had one good week this year. Whatever. He's been a dud. He was two for twenty two. Amari Cooper is a Can I ask you a question? Top notch. Who do you think had a better stat line yesterday? Alec Pierce or Amari Cooper? I don't know. Alec Pierce. Yes, he did. Yeah. Kareem, you see, you Guess wanna... what? Alex Pierce didn't have fucking tug and rub throwing to him. He had Garter Minshew. He's better than Tug and Rub. He didn't have Tug and Rub either. Tug and Rub was in there for six passes. I don't understand that. They said he was on a concussion protocol, but he cleared it. So he didn't play the rest of the game. Kareem Hunt had two touchdowns in this game. Yeah. Uh, Jerome Ford had a touchdown in this game. He got it's, hurt. Otherwise, he'd have had a huge game. It seems like those guys, like this Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, Pierre Strong little combo, are almost getting them. Combined, all three of them combined are almost getting them back up to Nick Chubb performance. And it's and it's that defense that's holding them in yeah. this game. And that's that's because they should have been blown out yesterday. If it wasn't for Miles Garrett, they would have been blown out. Should we move on to the big pink dick in the room? Go ahead. The Buffalo Bills headed into Foxborough, and Billichick came out with his three hundredth win. New England coming out of absolutely nowhere, coming out from the depths of hell. To beat Buffalo 29-25, saving Mac Jones' job, silencing the doubters. Um, what happened? Kendrick I mean, Bourne. <laughs> Kendrick Bourne, six receptions, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Mac Jones, 25 for 30, 272, and two tuds. Uh, he had a QBR of 126. So not only did he have um, more yards. And, and Mike Kosicki with the game winner. Mike Gesicki. Right at the end. You know, Matt Jones had to drive him downfield to win that game. They were down. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Bills go, Josh Allen, 27-41, 265, two tuds at a pick. James Cook, 13 for 56. Josh Allen had a touchdown on the ground as well. Dalton Kincaid, 8 for 75. Stephon Diggs, 6 for 58 and a touchdown. James Cook through the air, 3 for 46 and a touchdown for him as well. Uh, Gabe Davis took the week off. But a blind squirrel Zeke Elliott, <clears throat> Ezekiel Elliott, scored a touchdown. Granted, his yardage totals were, he was 11 for 31, but he had a touchdown. And he did out-carry Ramondre Stevenson yesterday. Um, I don't understand that. Stevenson was playing that third down role, though. Stevenson he, got a... He caught a lot of passes. Yeah, six game. receptions for 51 yards. Yeah. He caught all six of his targets. Yep. I mean... They put it together. They put a solid performance together at home to beat a divisional opponent. So you get, you got to give them all the credit in the world there. 
So Buffalo and Falls. They, to- they won it. Mac Jones won that game for them. Hey, we had it, you and I. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, we, did, we didn't have it, but we well, said that that I, game I mean, would be we closer. We said they would cover, and I, I knew they were going to be tough at home. Third, third time I'm going to say this today. Story isn't the bill, or the story isn't the Patriots on this one. It's it's the Bills, in my opinion. Bigger story. Yeah, is because the Bills. they laid an egg last week. They should have lost. They done been laying eggs. Yeah, it's they've been laying a lot it's of the eggs. The third at this leg point. that they've laid this year. Yeah, and uh, and I think that there's major issues week with Josh one Allen against an Aaron Rodgers list Jet team. Bad. They laid a fucking egg. Bad. I don't think Jacksonville's world beating good. I thought that can be considered an egg. Uh, didn't Buffalo struggle last week with the Giants? If they I should have lost that game, should have lost that game. Uh, I I think there's some some real trickery going on in Buffalo there. And I we another thing we call before the season yep. is that that psh, turn the pressure up a little bit there. Yeah. And if you know I what's were kind of funny fan, is last week that guy was face guarding the tight end in the end zone. They should have lost that game. They got the call. That should have been a penalty. Yeah. And yesterday, Mike Kosicki does the same play. Bill Belichick must have watched that play the week prior because there goes Kosicki in the same spot, except this time Kosicki catches it. Okay, can I can I raise something right now? Sure. Because uh, we were talking about this at work today. Much like the Lions, how I think we can all agree the Lions are still third or fourth, you say fourth, in the AFC. NFC. NFC. Where do we put the Bills? Um, like, what teams are actually in a playoff scenario better I, than the Bills? I would put the Chiefs in front of the Bills. I, thought, would I. I thought the Chiefs took a great step in the right direction yesterday. I think the Miami, Even though Miami, Miami lost to them, I would put them in front of the 100%, Bills. 100%. Agreed across 100%. the board. Yeah. Um, I'd have to think. I mean, is there is there a world? No. I'm not even going to say it. What? Oh, we can put Jacksonville. Jacksonville, you can put them. I put Jacksonville. Put Jacksonville. And again, I don't think Jacksonville is that good. Is there a world where we can put the third team that they lost to in front of them, which is the Jets? The Jets. I would not put the Jets there. I'd put Baltimore. Done. Oh, Baltimore. 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 So I have the Bills as the fifth, as four or five, possibly four or five. Possibly six. I'm certainly. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna do something crazy. Cleveland, I put the Browns over the Bills right now oof, today. Oof, oof. You you back me up. Come on, back me up. Take What's take that? the bait. Take the take bait. Cleveland over Take the Buffalo. fucking bait. Take the bait. You don't have to take the bait. Wait, 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 wait. Bark for me though. No. So I I <laughs> Jacksonville's the only one of me that's shaky, but definitively I have Kansas City, Miami. I think the and Jets Baltimore could beat them again. I don't think so. All right, your asshole team's the Jets, mine's the Browns. Who's your asshole team in the AFC over the Bills? I, I don't. I can't. I mean, I'll say Cincinnati. If you want yeah, to have an fair, hundred percent. Yeah. All I know is this: he's throwing every day. See, everybody, hold on. Aaron, we're Rodgers. gonna call a timeout. Everybody wants to talk about me being the bandwagon fan because I jumped from New England to Tampa, and now I'm here. I'm home. I'm in Detroit. Him. Last year was the Eagles. This year it's Gang Green. It's still that the Eagles. he still got a little bit of Lions. It's still the Eagles. If it was a if it was a Jets Eagles, Eagles Super Bowl this if, year, if it was a Jets Eagles Super Bowl, whose jersey are you wearing? I don't know. He'd smile. He wouldn't wear a jersey. He'd That'd just smile. Tough. That's it. If it was a Jets Eagles Super Bowl, Kelly he'd Green versus Gang Green. J E T S. If Kelly Green versus Gang Green, you're got the Gang Green on. I guarantee it. I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. I I'm a big. 
I'm a big fan of the Jazz. See? I have, I, he <laughs> jumped the band. He did I, it. I, listen, I've been a Don't sit here and tell me I'm the band. <laughs> <laughs> Mark I've, said it, I've said it since Hard Knocks. I've said it since Hard Knocks. And I and I was really low on the Jets this year. I always yeah. thought they were going to be in third. I love their coach. I think they have an outstanding coach. I think the players play for the coach. I love what they have done this year about Aaron Rodgers. I just think you're really, really reaching when you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be back by December. Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to happen. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, will what the fuck? Phone. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers will definitely be back. I agree. I truly um, believe that. A little bit of breaking news before we move on to the Washington and Giant. Sorry. Are you good now? No. <laughs> that was a fucking Bruce move. This guy detail dialing no, in, he's asking always where the one with the phone. Asking Mr. where the Cat. fucking meow mix is. What do you feed your cats? Fancy feast. Oh, does one of them need to be picked up? I don't know. Is it Fancy Feast? Do you need to excuse yourself for a moment? No. Okay. Um, before we move on, I got a little bit of breaking news. Uh, the NFL has suspended Broncos safety Kareem Jackson for four games due to multiple unnecessary roughness that, that penalties. That is absolute fucking horseshit. That is absolute Do you <laughs> mind turning your fucking shit on vibrate? Uh, Jesus, <laughs> answer I'm it. Fine. Just answer it and talk to him. Did you just shut up? Is, is Gadito in trouble? I'm good. Is there a cat in peril that you need to address? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Real Moving. quick, I, I, my, my girlfriend is asking what you feed your cats because she has a Sorry? cat. What do you what, feed your what cats? What food do you feed your cats? Whatever they want. You, you cook for the cats? They tell you. you it's wife, fancy uh, feed? They tell you we want beef wellington tonight. What's you don't that? know what she buys them? You don't know what, what food she's putting? Loco likes beef sticks. <laughs> but loco is loco, so. Wait a second. Do, do you feed them like cat food or do you cook for Cat them? food. So is it fancy yeah. feast? No, or... no. My wife, she makes some food. Like Gatito, he likes uh, what? Pate. I just asked you if you feed them cat food or if you feed Bowl. them cook Bowl. them shit. Bowl. They don't have a brand of choice. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, moving on. The New York Giants hosted the Washington Commanders at MetLife Stadium. And the Giants got their second win of the year, 14-7, to over a Washington team that I really thought just – I thought they were going to do it. I thought they'd score that touchdown and tie this game up. Did him and I both have this one, or did I, was I the only one that had this one? You okay. were the only one who picked the New York how, Giants. How about this? Okay. Is, there, is there a world – is there a world where Aaron uh, – uh, Ron Daniel, Rivera gets Dan fired before everybody else. Where Daniel Jones, well, I've already been high on that, but is there a world where Daniel Jones has to work really hard to, to get his job Ty back from Tyrod? Uh, Tyrod yesterday, 18 for 29, 279 yards, two touchdowns, and he looked fucking good. I had Waller on the bench good. yesterday in, in, in that two quarterback league that I really needed to win in. I had Waller on the bench. Darren Waller, or Michael seven, Mayer. Seven for 98 and a touchdown. Jalen Hyatt got into the party, two for 75. He's quickly becoming uh, one of the guys there. Well, the only guy there. Saquon Barkley, 21 for 77. He did fumble the ball once, but you were the only one. They're a different team with Barkley. You can see it right away. I'm with you. My God. What I'm the fuck was Washington doing? The theory is Andrew Thomas is coming back this week, too. That's that's huge, huge. for them. Huge. Absolutely huge. I, I couldn't believe huge. that Wa Washington, I don't understand how they can't just translate it. Because... Realistically, Sam Howell did not have a bad game. They had a shot to win the game at the end because too. Sam Howell was was running for his zone. life, running for his, yeah. The, so the 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 end goal situation at the end of the game was so poor, um, and it was because he was running for his life against a really lackluster Giants front seven too. 
outside of Okurki, I don't I don't know what was going on, but the receivers who who were decent yesterday couldn't get open, and he had a chance to convert to win the game, and he couldn't because he was running all over the place. Yeah, Thibodeau, he dropped us for sure, and yeah. he could have walked into the end zone with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, because yeah. right now Washington, I honest to God, after watching seven weeks of football, I think Washington has the worst red zone offense of any team I have seen. I, they I, just collapse. What, what is, is it though? They got what, weapons. What do you think? Yeah. It is? I, I don't know. I think. I think it's. I, I, they have no. Okay. We can't say it's scheme because their offensive coordinator is coming from one of the best red zone offenses right, ever, right. And, and Mahomes and them. I think Logan Thomas is an excellent pass catching tight end. Underused. They, they underused. Been, they've been doing a really. I'm, other than Terry McLaurin, they do a really good job of utilizing Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. I think they need to do more with. With uh, with uh, scary Terry, and I like how they use their running backs. And there should be enough scenarios in the red zone. You put them both on the field, they they should be great. But I feel like they always have the wrong running back in on the red zone package. Yep. I feel like they don't utilize Brian Robinson nearly enough for how yeah, good he is. I agree. And Sam Howell can make the throw. I, I don't know. That's a it's a great question because they have all the fixins. You know, they just it's, don't have the all, dinner. It's almost like you know they had their issues early in the season with. With uh, their offensive coordinator, they didn't like him. They said he was working them too hard, mm-hmm. and and it's looked like it's starting to translate onto the field. There were some really bad calls in that game. Ron Rivera was on the sidelines and absolutely lost his mind on a couple of calls, especially a call to where they should have had a first down and they marked him short. It was awful. I I I don't know Ron Rivera. I. I, I don't know what to say about him. It's Defen- just bad. Defen- defensively, they should be a hell of a lot better than what they are. They they've been awful the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I've been out on him. I get like goes it, it all goes back to that NFC South conversation and who the yeah. hell is going to come out there because I don't know how I don't know how they beat the Falcons. That being said. Um, I've been out on Ron Rivera since that Chicago game. I literally thought they choked away the Chicago game. Yeah, it's a pretty bad team. Well, and, they choked um, this game away yesterday, too. Choked that one away yesterday, yeah. too. And that's, that's a divisional that's, game. That's the coach. You choke those away, you're in trouble. That's the coach. They got a lot of pieces on defense. A lot of pieces on defense. And they are not making anything with them. I would love to have those two guys in the interior here. Deron Payne and... Uh, I'm, I'm having a moment. Who's the other guy? Jonathan Ma- Allen. Jonathan Allen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so same with Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Yeah, they're, they're all front four. Their front seven is yeah. all first-round picks. Three out of the four of them Their are front four round. are all first-round picks. Next up, we had a... Divisional game? You, you missed your only... You missed your big... I was, let, I was letting Mike take this one. Okay. The Atlanta Falcons headed to Raymond James Stadium in Tampa to play the Buccaneers. And would you look at that? The Atlanta Falcons sitting at four and three are first place in their division. With you think Desmond Ritter at the You helm. think it's going to hold on? Right? I think it holds. I, I don't. think it holds on. I don't. I still think it's Tampa, or New Orleans. Uh, I just think that Desmond Ritter ain't it again. The fourth time today, the story here was more Tampa than it was Atlanta. Yes, in my opinion. I yeah. agree. They won with thirteen points, if my math is correct. Right? It was thirteen uh, to ten. Sixteen to thirteen. Sixteen final. to thirteen. It was tough. You need to be better than sixteen Can points, I, Desmond Ritter. Baker threw an interception at the end of that game. That was awful. The guy jumped the route. Is what it is. Go ahead, here. speak. Okay. Does anybody down here think? And it's a yes or no question. Does anybody down here think Baker Mayfield is a good quality quarterback? Yes. 
No. A good quarterback? Yeah. Good. He's good. He's good. No. But That's I've seen it. I've seen worse quarterbacks yes, than Baker I, Mayfield. I have but to be a good There's quarterback. One in Chicago. No, okay. I don't think Baker Mayfield's good. I, I think don't think so I either. think he's tough. So when you rely on your quarterback, because we're going to talk about the exact same thing. Last year you had a good quarterback. And when you made him throw 42 times, it didn't work. Okay? What makes you think you're going to bring get rid of Tom Brady, bring in Baker Mayfield to essentially the same offense? He's going to throw 40 fucking times a game, and it's going to work. It's not going to work. It is not going to work. The team can't run the ball. It's the exact same issue they had last year. They can't run the ball. They don't have a quality running back. They let Fournette go because they thought Rashad White was the answer. He's not the fucking answer. And at the end of the day, they're not going to win games that way. They had nine wins last year in the same offense with Tom Brady at the helm. It ain't going to happen. If there's one team that I know, it's this fucking fucked up Buccaneers team. It's a farce. I think they're still one of They're just not there. They're not there. On the other side of it, De- do I think Desmond Ritter is a good quarterback? No. But at the end of the day, this team went into Tampa, who we all think could be a playoff team, who we know has a pretty decent defensive line, and won this game on the ground without B. John Robinson. Look. That division, because their records are so bad and the teams are so bad and they all play each other, we said it a long time ago. They're, they have the luxury of beating up on each other, and therefore it's going to come down to the last week of the season because these teams are going to beat one another and shock you, and then the next week they're going to take a shit against a really bad team. That's just how it's been. The Saints have done this. The Saints have lost a good game after losing a bad or after winning a bad one and vice versa. They've won a bad – you know what I'm saying? The Bucks have done this. Listen, the Falcons have done this. I'm riding. I'm riding the fucking Ritter train. Should we all take I a am, team? I am riding the fucking Ritter train I'll, I'll all the way pick. into the playoffs. He's he's Atlanta. I'll let you pick between the other two, and then I'll take the third one. What do you mean? Who's going to win the NFC who, South? Who, who are you taking in the NFC South? Who do I think is going to win it? Who you taking? Tampa. Okay, so I, I it seems I'm stuck with New Orleans, which is honestly fine because they've they've looked all around the best out. Of I, the I think it's toss up, really. It's a toss up between no, 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 the three. No, no, no. I do. It's a toss between the three. I think Atlanta's a step ahead, and I'm going to do this now because you're the first one to say one of these teams has to play a first place schedule. Mm-hmm. That is Tampa. Tampa going forward at Buffalo, at Houston, okay, at home against Tennessee. Okay. At Frisco, at Indy. Those are their next five. So they, they're definitely going to lose probably two out of the five. I think they lose four of the next five. Okay. That's two would fine. also lose for sure, but I don't know about the other ones. At Buffalo. How about my Saints? Uh, they're officially my New Orleans Saints. Your New Orleans Saints. Uh, they. The Lions are in there in December, December 3rd. The Saints play at Indy. Win. At home against Chicago. Win. At Minnesota. Win. Bye week. Win. At Atlanta. <laughs> win. At home against Detroit. Lost. Okay. Now we're going to do my Atlanta Falcons. Hold on. My first place above 500 Atlanta. Same record as the Buffalo Bills Atlanta Falcons. Hold on. Here we go. At Tennessee. Probably a win. Lost. They'll lose that. Lost all day. Oh, actually, Tannehill's dead. It's at Tennessee. At Tennessee, and I got Tannehill's I dead. got a weird feeling. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm take Tennessee in that. I game. got a weird feeling. Mike Vrabel is not gonna lose to one of his assistants. That's just my take on that one game. Go ahead. At Tennessee, mm-hmm. at home against Minnesota, 
they can win that. I don't think they're going to. At Arizona. I'll give them the win for that one. Bye week. I'll give them the win for the bye week. At home against NOLA. Against who? New Orleans. Loss. Okay. I'm going to say loss, yeah. At the Jets. Loss. Loss. That's actually a tough schedule, low-key. All bias aside. Then, yeah. Okay, I will say this, though. They finished the year at home against Tampa, at Carolina, at home against Indy, at Chicago, at New Orleans. Those could all be wins. Wait, they're at New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Other than the at New Orleans, those that's four. Yeah. I could see four wins right there. And, okay, if we look statistically here on these teams, Atlanta's currently 15th in passing yards. <laughs> I don't know how. Eighth in total rushing. Compared to, they were first last year. So New Orleans twelfth and twenty second. Can we go back to Bijan real quick? Yeah, we can. Sorry, I, I know got, he was sick yesterday. I got sidetracked. Go back. To I know he was back. supposedly sick yesterday, but watching his usage go down is so alarming because Jameer Gibbs has not been utilized properly and was yesterday. Yeah, and that they're always going to be tied together in history. And Bijan is really good. He's really, really good. And we saw it. We saw how good he was the first three weeks, first two weeks. So, the few plays he was out there was just a uh, decoy. Decoy play, but you could see he wasn't himself. Fair. Yeah. But, but that doesn't negate what's been going on the past couple weeks with him. And I don't think he's the problem. I just think they have no clue what to do with him right now, which is crazy because I love their coach offensively. I think Art Smith knows you. Finally had a good game yesterday. Algier, 21 for 59. But when you you draft a running back at six, you can't be sitting here saying Tyler Algier had a good game yesterday. That is true. I said finally had a good game. Yeah. Yeah, and he's good. Tyler Algier's great. He's a great compliment to B. John. Totally different back. But you you, you need more at some point. That's one of the reasons I'm really low on Atlanta. He had 353 through the air. Drake London, six for 54 through the air. Cordero Patterson. 10 for 56 on the ground. Here we go. The Joker. The Joker's in Joker's in the building. Uh, for Tampa, Rashad White, 13 for 34. Mike Evans, 6 for 82 and a touchdown. Godwin, 6 for 66. Rashad White did have six receptions for 65 yards for the air. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm getting some of the... Okay, can I just point something out? All right. Desmond Ritter is a good no. But he isn't bad. He's not bad right now. He's not bad. He's not bad. You think he's better than Mayfield? Depends on the week. I think. I <laughs> think were, no. They were balanced enough yesterday <laughs> no. to keep the pass rush off Ritter. Yes, they were see, balanced enough yesterday. If you remember when we were previewing this game, I said if Atlanta can find a way to find the balance between the run and the pass. And Ritter doesn't not out there throwing for 350 yards. He's going to throw three picks, and but they still effectively run the ball. They will win the game. They'll win, and I think they're starting to find that balance a little bit, and that makes me happy. Because if if they're not good, I look it's just not a good look. Because I mean I I talked Atlanta up all off season. I talked Desmond Ritter up. I thought I was dead. Moving on. The Pittsburgh Steelers headed to SoFi Stadium to play the Rams. And look at this. The Pitts, the Schittsburg Steelers, 4-2, and two, second place in the AFC North. You also had this game, my I, I did pick this game. Uh, the Rams ended up losing at home 24-17. Now, do we think Pittsburgh's fixed, or is this just was this just a case of their defense bludgeoning another another offense and, and... – and submitting them early in a game. 
Okay. What do we mean by fixed? I guess that's that's how my... many points did the Steelers score? It was a twenty-four to seventeen. And how many of those points came from their offense? Uh I believe there was a pick six yesterday. No, we had a, a oh, Naj- right. Najee Harris t- rushing touchdown, Jalen Warren rushing touchdown, Kenny Pickett rushing touchdown. So twenty-one. But uh, hold on now, uh, Stafford got sacked, stripped. T.J. Watt picked up the ball and took it to the five-yard line. Okay, so, but I mean the first okay. the first score was was fucking right there for him. You know where I want to see Pittsburgh look and, and uh Mayer, the kicker for the Rams, missed two field goals and an extra point. Even though even though they've won two games in their division already, the area I want to see Pittsburgh look good is their division. Correct. I want to see how they compare in the division. If you guys remember I had Pittsburgh as the seventeenth and the seventh team in the AFC because I said exclusively I think they're better than last year. And on top of that Mike Tomlin never finishes below 500. He's 500 or better every time. Yeah, but time. you said Kenny Pickett's dog shit. I, I, did, I didn't say that at the beginning of the year. I thought he'd be good. Now okay. I think he's dog shit, 100%. Okay. But I can't deny the 4-2. and two. They're five wins away from – I think nine wins could get you in in the AFC. It might. And they're five wins in away. The last so if you steal two or three more division games, we'll call it two because they've already won two. They beat the Ravens, if I remember correctly, and they beat someone the else. They beat the Bengals. You won your two. Win two more, and you're playing a second or third place schedule. There's a good chance they can win those nine games, and I genuinely think I, I've always been high on the AFC North. They beat Cleveland, and uh, they beat Cleveland. Okay, so I've always been high on the AFC North, and and look at it. The Ravens look like the best team in the AFC at the moment. The Bengals are slowly emerging. I don't think they're great. They're emerging. The Browns caught everyone off guard, and they're four and two. And here are the Steelers at four and two. They could, shit. I mean, is there a chance they get all? Is, is it possible for them to get four teams in? Yeah, there is. It, it is possible for them to get four teams in. So there's a chance that th- yeah, my prediction wild holds. cards are two. Uh, you got a divisional winner and three wild they have cards. To have all three, three wild, wild cards. They have to sweep the wild cards. I thought but, they added one. But think about it. Who's it going to be if Buffalo takes a shit? Wild, wild it's three. three it's seven. It's seven cards. teams. Yeah. Seven total teams. Yeah. Uh, I'm still sticking. I think. I think Cleveland finishes last in this division right now. I'm still sticking with that. They got the last place schedule though, and they're already four and two, yeah, but, and they're doing it without a quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think again, that's top rated defense in the NFL. Who? Cleveland. They allowed 38 points yesterday. I. They were top to rated Gardner defense Minshew. coming into yesterday's game. To Gardner Minshew, they allowed 38 okay. points. That's not. A, well, I okay, but I will agree with you. I think this game says more about the Rams than Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm with you because I thought the Rams were a dark horse candidate there for a second to get in the NFC, and now Poop. I don't. Puka Nakua eight. They for uh, they, str- they struggled after. Well, I mean Henderson's not in game shape. They tried to utilize him as much. He as had well. a nice game, eighteen for sixty one and a touchdown. Yeah. Royce, Freeman. but he's not in game shape. You can see it. Can I just say while we're while we're on this conversation on this topic, can I just say that I hate the Sean Payton fuckery with running backs. And I think Sean that McVay? that Sean McVay, excuse yeah. me, Sean McVay fuckery with running backs. And I think that sets them back. The yeah. carousel yeah. he does every week. If I were Cam Akers, I'd want to get the hell out of there if that's what was going on. He is. You're I think st- that's exactly what exactly. Was going that's on. why that it, I, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. What would would you want to stay there? No, if Cam Akers like doesn't play tonight, then what do you think? And then that kid, Cam Akers, yeah. is going to play tonight. I I agree Not? with you. I don't think so. Why? Well, no, I mean play meaning like last week he had four rushes for. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, is he going to even play this week? No, I think Matt. I think Mattinson's still the guy there. I don't I mean, see how. 
But Royce Freeman and Darrell Henderson combined for over over 120 yards. Okay. Can't argue. Like, not, it's not awful. But that Zach Evans kind of popped off last week. Yeah. And then if you pop off one week and then lose your job to a guy that was sitting on the couch the next week, wouldn't yeah. you be pissed? You know? And Royce Freeman, same drill. Like, come on. Did it make a whole lot of sense that Darrell Henderson wasn't on this team? I, I will say this. Stafford was... 14 for 29 for 231 yards of touchdown and a pick. Hey, he was getting absolutely ass hammered. Steelers D, baby. Yep. But I, I mean the real Puka Nakua comes back from the from the from the depths to have another 150-yard game. Didn't matter because yeah. I'm still gonna lose. I want to hate that guy so bad, but you can't, we, you, you, can't, you, can't. You, you can't deny it. Tutu Atwell yeah. had a big one touchdown catch. Targeted twice, one catch, 31 yards touchdown. He caught a pass. He caught a ball that wasn't even intended for him. The it was catch. intended for Cup. His yeah, and he wound up catching it for a touchdown. Cooper Cup two for twenty nine. Yeah. Deontay Johnson. That was his first game back. Five five receptions, seventy nine yards. One not a of bad the reasons day. Deontay Johnson will always be a good fantasy play is because he is a target monster. Yeah, he averages over five five or more targets every day. He had six targets in his first game back. Yeah. George Pickens had eight, five receptions, one hundred and seven yards. Can't complain about that. Moving on. The Seattle Seahawks hosted the Arizona Cardinals. Seahawks came out on top 20 to 10. They still uh, had to work for it. They had to work for it a little bit. You guys were both right on that one. Uh every time it seems like somebody plays Arizona, they they do have to they do have to hustle a little bit, even though Arizona is one and six. Kyler's lurking. He's in the weeds. Why does do I see Clayton Toon on the stat sheet here for Arizona? I don't know. Do you know what a Clayton Tune is? Yeah, I know he was the he guy was. that was supposed to take the job from Josh Jobs. Yeah, he Josh played Jobs at the University of Houston. I how did I know you'd know who Clayton Tune was? Uh one one attempt, one completion, four yards for Clayton Tune. He is the draft guru. Uh Geno Smith. I think he looked average at best yesterday. Realist Kenneth Walker looked really nice. 26 for 105. Jackson Smith and Jigba gets his first touchdown, 4 for 63. And people were saying he was going to pop off soon. Yeah. Good for him. Especially with DK out yesterday. Mm -hmm. I think it was his time to shine. Jake Bobo, 4 for 61 and a touchdown. Can you pull up his stats on the year? Jake Bobo. Bobo. His touchdown was real nice. I think he's got a touchdown in like every other game. I think he's got three or four. Let's see. Jake Bobo. uh, He has two touchdowns on the year. Okay. He scored against Carolina. Uh, he had one reception for five yards and a touchdown in that game. But last week against Cincinnati, he uh, two receptions for 43 yards. So Jake Bobo quietly uh, quietly emerging as, as, a, as a possible flex ad there. A threat. As a threat, uh, especially with DK out. Um, outside of that, does anybody have anything real to say about this game? I mean, no. Oh, you want to talk about running back fuckery? The Cardinals. Demarcado or whatever. Do you, yeah, I mean. Everybody said that this was going to be the uh, God. I'm, I'm bluff. I'm blanking on his name right now. Who's they running? The, uh, the James Connor. No, Connor was Connor's on IR. It was um, Chase Edmonds. Ka- no, it's not Cavante. Uh, whoever was supposed to be the guy there, they end up bringing this Imari Di Mercado guy in. He was the guy yesterday. They've ripped ended up off in- a huge run yesterday. Yeah. It was uh, Arizona is just hard to watch right now, point blank. Does it, does Arizona finish with the worst record in football? Looking that way, I don't know. And and if they do, I mean, they fought hard this year. The Panthers still got to win a game. I'm gonna keep that in mind. 
Yeah. What's more likely, Arizona winning another one or the Panthers winning one? We went over the Panthers' schedule and we liked it. I think the Panthers are going to win a game eventually. Anything to add on this one? Is Seattle for real or do we still feel like they're a little bit fugazi? Seattle's good against teams that – now, you got to understand something. They got punched in the mouth by the same team in the beginning of the year. Yeah, Rams, too. The Rams punched them in the mouth. Or was it the Rams or them? The Rams, I, no? I think Seattle's still going to have a very good shot to yeah. get in because they're always a well-coached, well-prepared team. Do they play to their op- opponents? Yeah. But they're never going to blow anyone out, and they won't get blown out. They're going to be yeah. in some close games, and they're going to play to their opponents. But they have enough pieces. They look they good defensively. They have to play Frisco again. They have to play them again. They have not played Frisco. They, they haven't played, played, played them, them yet. At all. So they, they got to play Frisco twice. They still have to play the Rams again. Hold on. They have a four-game stretch. That is Frisco, Dallas, Frisco, Philly. Oh, my God. I think they could beat Dallas. I think they have a shot at Dallas. Is it home? Okay. At home against Frisco, at Dallas, at Frisco, that at change, home against Philly. At Dallas changes things. But I, I think Seattle's actually pretty good. And I think they'll have a shot to get in. And and same drill. The the last team to get in or the last two teams to get in, they're going to be nine wins is probably all it's going to take. Right. Maybe ten. And I think Seattle can get there. You know, what do they have? Two losses? Uh, yeah, they're four and two. Their two losses right now are to uh, Cincinnati and the Rams. They got to play the Rams again. Moving on, Green Bay headed to Mile High to play the Denver Broncos. They ended up losing this game. Air high five. We had that one. You guys, I did pick Green Bay in this one. You guys do that again? See that air high five. There it is. Anyways. (laughs) Uh, Thoughts on this game. Russell Wilson, 20 for 29, 194 yards of touchdown. Javante Williams, 15 rushes for 82 yards. Uh Cortland Sutton, six for 76 and a touchdown in this one. Um, is the story here Jordan Love? Is it? Yeah, Jordan Love and the, and the staff. I, I was high. I wasn't high on Jordan Love, but I thought the Packers would be very good this year, and I thought that he was going to end up being okay. I still think Jordan Love has a lot of potential. This isn't the regime I trust to unlock this potential at this point. I, I think we've we've seen about enough. And uh, I would at, at what point does this guy's yeah. job start to get hot? I think this year Lafleur is on the hot seat, hundred percent, hundred percent. They needed this. This was the risk that they took, knowing Aaron Rodgers was going to walk. This guy's had two or three years to get prepared to be ready. He's not. They've added some pieces. They got him at wide receiver. They have a running game. They have pieces. Okay? Yeah, what's the name went down hurt again too? Aaron Watson. Jones? Oh, oh yeah, Christian I know. Watson. Christian Watson's just been the that was my biggest dud draft pick. And ever. guess you know something. I I, I want to say this. Uh, say what you want to say about him, but Sean Payton has his team. I think headed in the right direction. I don't disagree. I, I do. He, he's not a bad coach. I, no, he's I, not. Might be I, he's an egomaniac and a weirdo. And they but, have the points to go along with it. Like yeah. Russ has been very serviceable and. And it's just that it happens to be on national TV when they get embarrassed, and it causes yeah. a problem. Their defense is issues. I could see them being sellers. I, I, But there's a scenario where Russ works out for them next year because yeah. it's kind of working this year. God, you're so right. You're so right. Next week, they're at home against Kansas City in the national televised game at 430. Yeah. Then they're on a bye. Then they're on Monday Night Football at Buffalo the week after. Yeah, they're going to look like shit in both of those games. He's still serviceable, though, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Do I think he's a world beater? Hell no. Do I think if they bring in the right pieces next year and and they buy into what they they does? They need offensive line help so bad. Yeah. 
so bad. Yeah, and they need the pass catchers outside of Cortland Sutton because I swear to God, Cortland Sutton has been good for them this year. Yeah. They need the pass catchers to do something. Like I, we had the Jerry, Jerry Judy, Judy talk yeah. last or a couple weeks ago. Jerry Judy fucking sucks. Okay, look, He's not look good. at look at uh, Javante yesterday. Mm-hmm. He had eighty yards with a garbage offensive line. Yeah. And I mean, then Jaleel McLaughlin's ran really Five well. Five for 45 yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he's with I mean, that's not that guy's to carry. Right. You, yeah. Those are two great pieces. You had an offensive line. You, you bring in a pass catcher. Um, they need, it ain't going to happen need, this year, but. They need a good tight end. And, and yeah. they just. Totally with you. They don't have it. Totally with they you. They don't have it. Because good Peyton offenses have always, like Jimmy Graham comes that to mind. That guy went out. Dulcich guy got injured again. They had Troutman. He's. Troutman's the backup Fucking there, yeah. Trash. Are we ready to move on from this one? Yes. Yep. Next up, the Chargers headed to Arrowhead to play the Chiefs. Taylor Swift was indeed in attendance. Oh, and what does that mean? That means Travis Kelsey has one hell of a day. Travis Kelsey, 12 for 179 and one touchdown. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, three for 84 and a touchdown. Rasheed Rice, five for 60 and a touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco. Four for 28 and a touchdown through the air. He also had 13 for 32 on the ground. Um, Nicole Hardman in his first game back after uh, leaving the Jets. He had a couple nice, uh, I believe it was punt returns. Yeah, it was punt punt return, return. kick return, one of the two. Um, I was watching that one live. Uh, Mahomes, 32 for 42, 424 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. That was a Mahomes game that we've been that's the Mahomes stat line we've been. Expecting. I've been bitching for weeks that they need to get this offense back on track, and this was this was more. This is how they win games. It's it's through the air. It's not on the ground. Good for you. You got a little bit of a rushing attack this year. This is how you're going to win the games. There's no better medicine than we need to get our offense back on track. Quite like the Los Angeles Chargers, yeah. and they took advantage of it perfectly. It was a shootout that we kind of expected in the first half, and then it just kind of leveled out, and. uh TikTok. Some some very sketchy calls in that game too. So TikTok on Brandon Staley. I think I think we're looking at it. What are they at? Two wins? They two wins? They are uh two two and four. 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 Are we out on Justin Herbert? No, I think I think he's a very serviceable top twelve quarterback in the league, but I don't think it's the the steps can be taken any further under Staley. I I think we City a lot of credit. You want to know why I watched them do the same thing to Herbert yesterday. They're very good. Nice. Eight they were team. jumping. They were jumping routes big time on him. They were jumping routes huge on them. How you beat him? Huh? He's a guy. He's he's not an improviser. He's he's no. like Stafford. He's gonna go to his first read. He's not gonna do yeah. checkdowns. So that's a way to beat a guy like that. Is you just you just get aggressive at the at the point of the receiver and you're yeah, good to they, go. They, they were mauling them guys off the line. Well, of I I will say when you hold Austin Eckler to 45 yards and 3.2 yards per carry. Chiefs you know what? They really didn't, they really didn't go to him. Well, he had 14 I, rushes. Josh Kelly was playing more than he was. Well, Josh Kelly had a big 50-yard run. He was 7 for 75. Eckler, 14 rushes, 45 yards. So he doubled Kelly's carries but couldn't couldn't get How it How many going. passes did he catch? Uh, Austin Eckler had one reception for one yard. There you go. Where's Austin Eckler's game? Well, I honestly that, that should be a 50-50 I was, split. But I was watching Austin Eckler play yesterday, and he was not healthy. No, he's not. He's not healthy. He can't break any tackles right now. He's not uh, there. Josh Palmer stepping up in a big way uh, after Mike Williams out. Five receptions, 133 yards for him. Keenan Allen, four for 55. Gerald Everett had the touchdown with 26 yards receiving. Uh, when are they going to do it? You just got to gotta make it. If you're the Chargers, you've got to make a change. There's too much talent. And defensively, I, I actually thought the do Chargers it. played pretty well defensively. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, outside the big talent. plays that they let up. They're just letting so much talent go to waste by not not making a move there. But In a game with the exact same final score, but on Sunday night, the Philadelphia Eagles hosted the Miami Dolphins, and Philadelphia came on top 31-17. to Uncle Sam was the lone Philly pick in this game. It was 17-17, what, into the fourth? Yeah, into the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was close. And and I thought this was a really good game. It was um, still – hold on. In fairness, it was considering what Miami's offense does in terms of yards per game and points per game. This was all Eagles. All Eagles. Defense. And then they just eventually were You've were seen what the Eagles it. did. They controlled the line of scrimmage. Yeah. They controlled the clock. That's how they eventually won this game. Can I ask you a question? Yes. This is three weeks later. Yeah. Are you still fuck you to the tush push? Play? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So, Nick Sirianni I, I don't kinda, care for it. Nick Sirianni kind of finally spoke out about it last night, and he he nailed it. He goes, if you don't like it, it's because you can't stop it. And if, if other teams would be doing it, and other teams have tried it. He goes, other yeah. teams would be doing it. But they can't do it like we can. I think eventually you will see teams do it like them. I just what do you think, what so do you think the key is to it? Well, they have two absurdly good tackles. They have the best center in football. I, th- um, I think you just hit the nail right on the head there. What, Jason Kelsey? Yeah, it's totally a part if of you it. You watch what he does. He comes out in a four-point. Yeah. And right after he snaps the ball, he's... yeah. So listen, in Wrong. terms in terms of getting hurt, which I know, I know that back. I know that's your argument. In terms of getting hurt, they've run it twenty times this year. They've run that play twenty times no. this year. Last night they were three for four in converting on that play. And uh, Nick Sirianni goes, "It's like we it's like we don't have first and ten. We have first and nine, which I love. That's a great comment. Yeah, they never get injured when they run it. That's right. on the other teams if they're getting injured. They don't yeah. get injured. No one gets hurt." And uh, I mean, of course, Jalen Hurts is a little bit banged up, but he he gets right up after those. It plays. wasn't because of that. It's not because of that. Up. No. So can I can I give a stat on this game though, real quick? So uh, over the last ten years, do you know how many games there have been? So in ten years, where there was zero penalties called on a team. In ten years. In the last ten years. I have no idea. There's been seventeen games in the last ten years. Where there were zero penalties called on a team. That's less than 1%. Last night, Miami had 10 flags. Philadelphia had zero. Uh, we talked about this before the show. Yeah. The officials were a big deal all day yesterday. This is probably the most prominent game. The one that stood out to me was the someone got face, face masked mask. on the fourth I, I, down. It was, uh, it was uh, God, who, it was the other wide receiver, number 11. Um, not Robbie Chosen. Having a moment. It was not Robbie Chosen. Cedric Wilson. Um, there were totally some bad calls. There's a, there's a whole thread actually I saw on Twitter. Yep, I, I'm there was at it a right shit now. ton of bad calls yesterday. And uh, I, I, that's not why the that's not why the Dolphins lost. Of course, you want the calls, and of course, it makes a difference. But the Dolph, if you ask Mike McDaniel's, he's going to tell you the reason we lost because we weren't able to put up our typical three four hundred yards a game, and we weren't able to score more points, which is what they do best. They score points. So, but yeah, the, the the officiating was totally poor, and the 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 bigger story with the officiating is you don't want it to be a story, and it's Correct. been a story at certain points this year, including yesterday, and arguably the biggest game of the regular season to date. Yesterday was the worst day that I can remember as far as bad officiating, and just about every game that I've seen, that tells you just how bad it's starting to look. I, I I just don't uh, I don't agree with a lot of the calls. I guess some of them you can 
say it's borderline, but I think some of them just, it needs to be, you got cameras everywhere. You're seeing what's going on. If something is not malicious and it's not, stop, stop throwing the flag on it. Well, the, it's stupid. I, I watched Kristen Wilkins get a flag yeah, in that I, game I yesterday. The, the passer, it was God the, fucking awful. They need to fuck off awful. with that. It was that awful. was awful. That gave Philly a first down. Mm-hmm. And it was that altered the game. That one altered the game and the it face altered mask the game. on second And this is what I'm saying. It wasn't just that game. It was it was every game that I watched. There was bad calls. Uh the Denver game. The the ejection of 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 Kareem Jackson and now susp- was, four game was suspension. fucking ridiculous. Four game suspension. That was ridiculous. Yep. He led with his shoulder the way you're supposed to. They said he hit a defenseless six foot five, 250 pound receiver. Give me a fucking break. The guy weighs 190 pounds. What what are we doing? Uh, what, what are we turning this into? Well, I, I'll say this much. So that's the longest player safety suspension since one of your favorite players of all time. Vontez Perfect. 12 games to Vontez Perfect. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. The NFL needs to fuck off with these fucking pity pat fucking fouls. It, it is getting ridiculous. You're costing some teams games like Miami yesterday. Miami would have been in that game right to the end. And no, that fucking play I, that, extended a drive that was yep. bullshit. I, I, the two that really stuck out to me was the was the one that uh, roughing the passer call. Yeah. And that that face mask that was I don't know how they missed that face mask I, that I, was so blatant so that was almost blatant. as bad yeah. as is watching uh, what's his name from the Jets being held so fucking bad and Pat Mahomes running by him for 18 yards in the first down I was like what the dog catch your shit. breath catch your can breath can we huh <laughs> catch your breath can we you were going blue in the face there for a second no I'm good can we talk about uh, the big thing here. For me, for Miami, if they can't get that run game going just a little bit, it takes a lot of air out of this offense. It it was real. You've seen what happened yesterday. What dominated that game yesterday? The two inside guys for Philadelphia. The D-line, yeah. It is what it is. Jalen Carter was was a fucking monster, and Jordan Davis was fucking unstoppable. Fletcher Cox. And they could not do anything with either one of those guys. Didn't Fletcher Cox go out hurt in this game? Uh, he went out banged up, but I, I believe he came back in afterwards. It didn't matter. You got these two young fucking monsters in the middle that, that people have to deal with. And it's going to be a handful for anybody. So there's another stat from this game. So this was the first game for two two wide receivers. Julio Jones, first game as an Eagle. Okay. And um, it was the first time that Chase Claypool was active for the Dolphins. Chase Claypool, unfortunately, didn't end up on the stat sheet. But Julio Jones did have one reception for three yards. Why do you think Julio Jones is there? Uh, just another body. Just another. Why? Why would they sign Julio Jones? I, I don't. I don't give him a ring. I don't know. Just another, uh, another threat. I mean, another. You know what it is? He's a big receiver that yeah. can block. And I think to get that running game going, you need guys that can block downfield. Braxton, and I think that's why he's there. Braxton Berrios quietly had himself a nice little game returning kicks. Uh, four. Bra- Braxton four Berrios for one hundred and five is the best. Five foot eleven receiver in the league. Honey nut Barrios. Honey nut Barrios. I'm sorry, five ten. If he's that, he's five seven on a good day. Um, Tariq Hill eleven for eighty eight in a touchdown. AJ Brown ten for one thirty seven in a touchdown. Is there anybody as good as 
that motherfucker tracking a ball downfield. No. AJ Brown no. tracks a ball better than any guy I've seen. Tyreek Hill yeah. is the best little guy I've ever seen play wide receiver. Better than Antonio Brown. Oh, I agree. Better. I agree with he's, that. He's, he's the, the most explosive wide receiver you know, I've ever seen. You know one thing I've noticed? Yeah. Last year, Devontae Smith was such a huge part of this offense. And it seems like for some reason, he's just not getting the targets that he got anywhere close to last. They're struggling in general to balance the targets. I agree with that. Because Devontae Smith was was doing good the first couple of weeks of the season, but they didn't look good, number one. Number right. two, you were you were abandoning, abandoning uh, Hollywood Brown there. Is that Hollywood yeah. Brown? A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. What's it, who's Hollywood Brown? Marquise ha- Brown? Marquise Brown, correct. Um, and if you, I mean, the targets are, it's tough. There's a lot of guys to throw the ball to there, you know? And now you had Julio Jones. Dallas Goddard had a monster game yesterday. He did his best game. Yes, of the he did. Yesterday. Uh, real quick, Dallas Goddard did have his best game of the year yesterday. Dallas Goddard had <clears throat> five receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Shout out to uh, President Baker. Yes, yesterday was National Tight Ends Day. So Goddard did show out. Mark Andrews did show out. Travis Kelsey did show out. He had a better, yeah, two weeks ago, he had a better. Game, I think they all showed out though. Oh, yeah. Everyone was balling on a budget yesterday. Last two weeks, Goddard, Goddard's Goddard been money the last year. Yeah, weeks. he's, he's on a nice. They're game. finally targeting him. Um, last but not least, we got to talk about tonight's Monday night game. San Francisco is heading to Minneapolis to play Minnesota. We uh, all picked this game on Friday's show, and we all agreed that San Francisco is gonna uh, take <laughs> a W back. here. San Francisco seven point favorite over under a 43 and a half. Christian McCaffrey is playing in this. Um, they at Minnesota. They are at Minnesota. The best bet of the week every week is always Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown score. So, yeah. no matter what, go. Oh, you have the streak have, is at fifteen straight games. I think. Yeah. I think it's at sixteen. I think sixteen straight games. If Justin Jefferson was playing in this game, I would take Minnesota. Yeah, I know you wouldn't. You'd still be wrong. How do you know? Because I said that last week when we just. I said that the other day when we picked this. Justin Jefferson was playing in this game. I would take them to beat San Francisco. And, you, and you'd still doesn't still be wrong. White bread throwing him the ball. So yeah. white bread, white bread, white bread. Uh, anything? Anybody have anything on this game? You want to throw anything in there? Or I mean, is that pretty much all that needs to be said? I, I mean, what are you gonna say? I mean, McCaffrey plays to win this game easy. Debo is out. Uh, Trent Williams is questionable. Outside of that, is there a scenario to where the Vikings finally show up for a game? I mean, they might show up, but they won't win. Maybe show win up and, and get lucky? I mean, look at New England yesterday. No, that was – San Francisco had their bump-up game last week, in my opinion. I think this is a runaway for San Francisco. Really? Yeah. I think McCaffrey has three okay, touchdowns look, tonight. Okay. What happened to Detroit yesterday? Yeah, that, awesome was that, that was that was their that was their dump game. That was what happened to San Francisco last week. You think San Francisco have a dump game this week? No, I thought Philadelphia would, and I was wrong there. So, ain't gonna happen with Frisco. Uh, anyways, do we want to get? Do we want to spend a second on Michigan, Michigan State? No, because there's some developments with Michigan that came in when so we started. The I show. was gonna say, should we wait till Wednesday on that? Yeah, one? we can dedicate actual time to it. We'll talk about the whole Big Ten. They, uh, the, here, I'll give you the developments, and, and honestly, it doesn't mean much to me. The the Connor Stallions or whatever his name is. There are a, eleven teams that informed that turned over evidence of him 
he was never at the games, which is, again, a, another instantly you pull a peg out of trying to leak it to Harbaugh. He personally would spend his own money on, like, StubHub or SeatGeek and buy tickets to to see teams, Big Ten teams play. And he would send people to the games, and they would record on their phones. There's There's video evidence of people with tickets that he bought, sitting in tickets that he bought, recording on their phones the sidelines. And, again, like, I could sit and watch YouTube. I can go pull up games on YouTube and pull up game film, and you could see hand signals that different teams do. And it's just it's gonna be really hard to link it to Jim Harbaugh. And honestly, I don't think that those videos, those hours worth of videos of the I, post- I, I, I'm sorry. This sounds weird. Really, fucking. So this asshole bought tickets for other people to go, and the other people were filming these. How the fuck does anybody find that out? Yeah, because the teams are just... It, it, almost, it almost sounds like, to me, this guy's a disgruntled employee. The Connor Stallions? Yes. Well, well, here's the thing. This investigation was, was started and turned over a long time ago. Michigan didn't put him on leave until this week. So he's not coming out and saying these things. People, people have known about this for a long time. It was obvious. That's why the NCAA started an investigation. This was going on for three years? Yeah, supposedly. And nobody did anything about it? Well, that's the thing. This is you're not losing to Michigan, maybe in a close game, which they haven't played many close games. The one close game that they've played over the there's two. But one of them that they played over the last two games was Michigan State and they lost it two years ago. There aren't many close games that Michigan plays in. Even the last two Ohio State wins, they soundly beat them both times, including last year on the road. So so what does this what does this say that they they were trying to steal signs? Well, everyone steals signs. So who plays so. the same who who uses the same signs every week? That's another. I'm thing. sure these guys change them up every That's week. That's another thing. So Michigan's, what the fuck does that Michigan mean? Michigan State was running their signs in for using the backup quarterback to run the signs in to to Caden Hauser this weekend, and they lost by 49 points. Like it, the signs, even if you change the does it does it matter this year this year alone? Every team that Michigan has played knows about the sign stealing thing and changed their signs the week before it literally doesn't matter it's a, I, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. it's a form of like apples and oranges that it's that it's just uh what what comes of this so what com- what comes there's of this? A, there's a precedent there's a precedent it's Baylor in 2014 and the staffer that was doing it ended up getting suspended for, for a game who was there it was art Bryles. Huh? It was Art Bryles. Who's that? The coach at the time. I mean, honestly, it may have been Matt Rule. I either way, Baylor it got was, caught no? doing this in twenty. I thought I thought Matt Rule was a little bit after that because Matt Rule was in the. What Panthers year was it? Twenty fourteen Baylor. It's, I think it's Art Bryles. So what? This guy was doing the same thing. So what happened yeah, to they, him? They got caught sending someone. Art Bryles was there. He got. I'll I'll read it right now. I'll re, I can literally read the infraction for you right now. But n- almost nothing came of it. It's it's honest, honest to God. I hate saying it because I sound like a Michigan fan. It's the same shit that happened to the Patriots. It's a fucking witch hunt. Yeah. It's it's no that- j- j- uh, no. Bill Belichick was taping walkthroughs, and Jim Harbaugh's assistant clearly had someone taping people's clearly had someone t- taping people's uh, games. It's the same thing. Do we really think the Patriots? It doesn't got- matter because the games are on fucking TV the same week. Agreed. So, so guess what? 80,000 people see the same thing fucking you do. So the panel adopted the university's self-imposed penalties, including recruiting restrictions, a one-game suspension for two of the assistant coaches, and a half-game suspension for the third assistant coach. 
I mean, that's it, that's what happened. Argue, that's what happened to Baylor. You, I mean, I'm I'm not going to argue that Michigan. I think Michigan did this. I think it's really hard and strategically hard to get it to go to Jim Harbaugh. I think it's going to be. Very I, I, I don't know about that. I'm sure it didn't go to him anyway. I'm sure it went to the yeah. the coordinator exactly. So you're saying it didn't even get to Harbaugh. I think I think to link it to Jim Harbaugh is going to be extremely difficult to do. It's it's not going to be easy to right. do that. Um, there's a law now that says it doesn't matter that the coach should know what's going on in his program. But if this kid's there's a paper trail, the the term that's being used is a paper trail. If this kid's spending his own money on this and he's not getting reimbursed by anyone in the university, it's going to be extremely hard to do anything about it. You suspect. All right, so he spent his own money on these tickets and sent these people there, and there's no link. To say, well, Michigan reimbursed this guy for that. It's going to be But he is a hard. staffer. But he's a staffer. What does that mean, staffer? What does he exactly he's staff? staff? He's not, he's, he, he's a he's His official title was recruiting analyst, but everyone, including in Beckler Hall and everyone in the Big Ten, knew that this guy's job was to interpret the opposing team's signs, which is fucking genius if you have yeah. a guy on staff that's dedicated yeah. to signs because all of these coaches— are stealing signs. Everybody does it. And if you don't change your shit up every game or if you don't go to a wristband with your quarterback, that's on you that your program isn't ready for the big league because everyone's doing this. They've been doing it for decades. Even if Michigan got caught, which they did. I believe they did this. I believe that this kid was getting... Okay, so what happens from here on? What do you think happens? The signs don't change. So this is the thing. There's been a witch hunt. I I think he woke woke the the NCAA with, with Burgergate. I think that caused a problem, and they they got a microscope far up their ass that they're going to try and make something way bigger out of this than it actually Correct. is. Correct, which would be a shame. You want to suspend Harbaugh for another game? Fine, fine. I really, I truly don't believe he knew about the this guy sending people to games. I believe he knew that they were stealing signs because everyone yeah. does it. But I, I believe that Jim Harbaugh had no idea this guy was sending people to games. And even if he was— He's kind of a weirdo anyway because he'll, he'll just deny it. How he are was, you going to prove it? Even if he was— How do like, you prove it? How do you prove it? How do I know yeah. other teams aren't sending guys to games and doing this? Like, you and I can go walk in, yeah. record a yeah. sideline, and say, hey, Michigan football, I'll sell you this fucking tape of uh, Rutgers' sideline if you want to see it. That's on Rutgers for not changing their signs. In the NFL, they change their fucking signs every week. They change their right. play calls every week. Every week this happens. Almost looked like Baltimore knew everything Detroit was going to do. In two different instances, in the last two weeks, we saw it happen on Monday Night Football last week. They zoomed in on Mike McCarthy's play card. You can see the plays. It happened to Sean Payton two weeks ago. What's the difference? Those are the plays. Those are the actual plays. You know, where do you draw the line? That's my thing. If you want to say Michigan did it, Agreed, one hundred percent. Where do you draw the line? Because everyone's doing this. So you, if if there's a penalty, how do, how do you, how do you fuck you stop it? Listen, all you got to do is pull up the fucking game. You could rewind the game on the Big Ten Network and watch the whole fucking you, game. That's all you got to do. Yeah, that's all you got to do. And in the game film, there's when when coaches the coaches send the game film in all sport in all levels of football, right. including high. You're sending the all twenty two game film. Okay, coaches send that to you. You could just look on the sideline. The entire time. And you can get, depending where the signs are coming in from, right. you can get a pretty good grasp. Nor, normally, they got like three or four guys out there fucking holding cards yeah, up. Finger. Fucking. Scratching under their armpits. Jerking them off. Their head, their like faces. Bruce. Yeah. This is called the double-ender. Yeah. If, if anything, I think Michigan is genius for bringing it. Like, this is what Jim Harbaugh has done since he got back to Michigan. He's made innovations left and right. Some of them have been banned. Some haven't. But I think it's a genius that exactly. he bought in yeah. someone from the Navy 
He brought in a, a, a literal. That's who naval this guy analyst. is. Cheeseburger, whatever that guy's name. Not was. Cheeseburger. The Connor Stallions was it? Stallions? Was, was a naval? Was like his job is to interpret signs. Good for Michigan whatever. for doing that. For whatever. getting ahead I, of I something. think it's very anal at this point because everybody fucking does it. Yeah. It's like letting the ball, air out of footballs. Everybody does it. Because it's Michigan football, because it's Jim Harbaugh, because yep. it's the number two team in the country, and because of what happened earlier this year at the NCAA, it's a bit of a wish hunt, a witch hunt, and the media knows that they can talk about Michigan and prey on it, and they're just going to keep doing it. Every coach is stealing signs. It's just happening in Ann Arbor. It's not happening in Clemson, Sure, wasn't Ryan Day turning them in? Um, Ryan Day is on the list of coaches that have said something. Eleven schools have said something. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Eleven schools have me. said Got his something. Fucking tank handed to him. Yeah. Again, again, it's not. It's not Jim Harbaugh's fault. Your team is soft. Well, you know. And then conversely, if they're so good at stealing signs, why the fuck did they get shit pumped by TCU and Georgia? They had the signs for those right. games. They couldn't do anything about it. Right. That's my opinion. In a close game, it makes a difference. Maybe. Maybe it could come yeah. down to a player too. I agree. But in games where you're getting blown out. Or they're blowing teams out. Come on. Yeah, I think the signs are what caused Michigan to uh, beat State this weekend 49-0. Yeah, I doubt Because of the signs. I doubt um, that tremendously. You know, there's another big piece of news from East Lansing this weekend. Nazi gate. Uh, during the game, um, a, Mich- a Michigan State employee has now been suspended uh, for being the one who was in charge of placing trivia questions on the scoreboard. And one of the answers to the trivia question was the country Austria. And they put a big picture of Adolf Hitler on the screen <laughs> in the middle of the stadium <laughs> oh as an answer God. to the trivia can, question. Can I say something about Michigan State? Yeah. If the reports in the well, last he, he hour. He was Austrian. Yeah, thank you. No. <laughs> he, was, he, was. he was Austrian. Yeah. That's not the point. They, bit, they put a big picture of Hitler on the scoreboard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and, and what happened only, to this guy? Only He's Michigan State. Jim Harbaugh stole the world by storm for, for half the week, and now we're talking about it again. But only Michigan State could drop the ball so hard and get the, the Harbaugh story to go away by doing right. something like this. And they released a really vague statement saying, we didn't know, we outsourced it to a third party. Yeah. Meanwhile, today they said, we've suspended the staffers that are in charge, the, the, the people who are in charge of it. Oh, so you, you knew actually? Someone involved with the university did do it? Regardless, they released the statement when they were down 42 nothing. It's just it was it was a lot of toughness there from from the Spartan athletic department on Saturday. Unfortunately, it's a bad look. They, they've had a they've had a rough run of it as of late. Yep. It's been a tough um, decade. For all me. topped right. off with Nazi Gate. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. In fairness, I think Nazi Gate should be the last straw. You I mean, would hope. That, that, that you would just, really hope. That's just stupid. Whoever did that's a fucking idiot. Especially you know. with the current state of affairs. Well, I mean, that's it would gist. be stupid to yeah, do something. That's the gist. Why? Why would you do something? Why like put that? yourself in that? Right. In that. I, I mean, not that it was a bad thing. I mean, Austria. He was Austrian. I, I get it. I get it. You know, some people might take that the wrong way. I wouldn't. Could have put Arnold on there. He's from Austria too. I'm sorry. Could have put Arnold. Yeah, he's Austrian too. My friend Mike Botch <sighs> is also fucking Austrian. Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Any. Anyways. Zolo, anything to add before we end off this beautiful Monday? No. It was a long one. We did good. Yeah. Solid two hours, I think. Uh, we are ex- at exactly two hours. Uh, well, Sam, anything to add? Well, he started with a well. Leon's that means there's something to add. Yeah, I will say this. I do have something to add. Uh, the NFL really needs to 
to stop and take a hard look at what they're doing to their sport. They're they're making it. It just it's it's all about money, and they need to stop. They're going to turn this turn your true true fans against your sport. And I think your numbers have dropped. You guys know it. That's why you're trying to suck in teenage girls and little fucking kids to do it now. But the if you are continue to go down this road, you're going to lose your fucking your core fan base. And I don't think you want to do that. The Swifties are coming for you. You know that, right? Sorry? Are your daughter's Swifties? Are any of your daughter's Swifties? No. Oh, no. 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 So guess what? Stop. Stop the nonsense. Um, it's It's stupid. Stop the nonsense. Let's just see football. We don't want to see all that other bullshit. So I have one thing to add, too, before we leave. I agree with everything you said. I thought that was a great speech. Um, the NFL is launching an investigation into the Falcons about their failure to disclose B. John Robinson's illness on Saturday or Sunday morning. Uh, it seems that Atlanta will likely be punished or fined for not disclosing uh, B. John Robinson's illness to the Bucks and the rest of the league on an injury report. So. That oh, come fun. on, dude. What if he had the shits? Maybe he had the fucking trots, dude. And they should have put what on there doing? Robinson disentangled. Questionable. Ugh. I don't know what to tell you. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Make sure to follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Tip Balls, TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, make sure to check us out on YouTube and remember to subscribe. Join us in the comments. It's always a good time. Thank you so much for listening. We, you guys will hear from us on Wednesday.